Welcome to the Nick and Matt Show. Bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Recording live in studio, here's Nick and Matt. What is going on, everybody? Happy Monday night, and what a Monday night, or it wouldn't be a Monday night without us being two minutes late onto the show. <laughs> but anyways, welcome to episode 172 uh, of the Nick and Matt Show. Matt is here with me. Intern Ben is here with me. Why do I have so many nerves tonight? I, I don't know. It's the new year. I'm feeling anxious, but it's not okay. because of this. I have a different anxious feeling. We'll talk about that later. I, there's a lot going on. There is, I, there's too much I tried on. sipping on Canada Dry ginger <laughs> ale because I was told like when I was younger like that helps you. like. I was heard that was good for like... Like stomach, yeah, stomach. So when I get anxious, yeah. Uh So, dude, happy new year to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, tonight we have intern Ben here, we have uh Evan not here. We'll talk about that. Nick says he's got stuff going on, yeah, I've got stuff going on. We've got a lot to break to you tonight, which is really cool. Um, and it doesn't involve Gannon Burr or Eagle McMahon or (laughs) Nicholas Antilla. We might talk about them, yeah, we'll talk, but the big news does not involve them. That's right, the big news. So, um, I I usually, when something cool or big, important is happening, I write stuff down. You guys remember that. I think I've got comments before, like, Matt should just write everything down and just read from a script. Just fully scripted. Uh, So you saw the title of tonight's YouTube uh, stream. You probably have the same title in the podcast, like your audio listening, if you're waking up Tuesday morning. I'm assuming, unless we change it, because it's a little clickbaity, but it's actually pretty accurate, too. So... I think it's 100% accurate. Um, yeah, it's 100%. Well, it's just a question mark. So if anyone's curious what it, it said at the time of recording, yeah. it says, um, I'll read it. Uh, da, da, da. There it is, Ben. No more Nick and Matt show? Question mark? Exclamation mark? So what's up? So I'm going to start out reading it. We'll, we'll chime in. We'll talk about it. We'll go beat around the bush a little bit more here, and then we'll get right into it. But Nick and Matt show is whipped up concoction between two longtime friends, obviously Nick and me. Um, from episode one until now, which is episode 171. That's a lot of episodes, Nick. That's a lot of, that's a lot of Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays that we've spent talking about disc golf. Four seasons of disc golf. Yeah. So I did math a little bit. I was taking a shower before the show guys, just so you know. (laughs) And I was like thinking through these numbers and I think it's probably in the range of like 43 episodes a year and that's weekly. So 43 weeks a year for four years. Yeah. There's no joke that that's like commitment Mm -hmm. and like we appreciate it because I would say we, but the show has built a listening audience that's substantial people tuning in on Tuesday mornings or or live. We have a a percentage of you that's live, obviously Mm -hmm. listening and it's been spectacular. Um, But so, yeah, here we are. This is 2024. This is technically we're still in our fourth like year, if you talk about, you know, date calendar to calendar yeah. when we started, but we're, we did four seasons. So we're starting our fifth yeah. season. It's going into the fifth. That's incredible. Season. Yeah. Uh, at least from my perspective. Four and a half, because COVID was just, <laughs> you know, half a season. But yeah. Well, we started I'm, I'm in playing, like but yeah. April, March. So it's the, I wouldn't even right, call it half. Right but. when the tour got canceled is yeah. when we started up our show. Oh, I see much. what you mean by yeah. season. Because I mean, the first, what, eight? to 12 weeks there wasn't even <laughs> tournaments just, going like, on we just had guests <laughs> we were awesome. just we had like oh, mike true. shu on a radio host here true and we're like what are you doing you're not playing disc golf yeah. come on the show yeah so here we are um so we we did it privately then we went and uh you know subcontracted with foundation uh for a year mm-hmm. and then we went back to our own platform again here we are 
Uh, and we've interviewed nearly every big player with big storylines and even getting a few exclusive interviews, especially. Thank you, Simon. <laughs> that was that was a big moment. Also, mm -hmm. I'm thinking of uh, Paul McBeth's. This right is horrible, Worlds. but his loss at Worlds mm -hmm. uh, with James Conner at throw-in was one of our biggest interviews ever mm -hmm. for a non-winner. I mean, just or ever. Yeah. That's for, incredible. People for the 15 or 20-minute interview that we had posted when we were with Foundation, I think that netted over... 60 to 80,000, maybe 100,000. No. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> Golly. Um, like over, it's got over 100,000 impressions by far. So, so, yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. So, I mean, we've done a lot of cool things. Um, but here, here's the, we're, we're just getting right to it. Nick and Matt show has outgrown just Nick and Matt. Now, if you look back, you can see uh, what started out with us too. If you go back to episodes one, two, three, it's really fun. Mm -hmm. It's really fun, especially because Nick's changed the most. No. And my beard. <laughs> well, like, yeah. Your beard has changed the most, and I've gained a little weight in my face, which has yes. been, you know, kind of nice for the most part. Yeah. But, yeah. So things There's have changed. Changes. But um, as you watch it, like we met Evan Kearns mm -hmm. before Stat Mando was like a known brand. Mm hmm. Uh, we talked. I saw him at a tournament. I said, hey, maybe you can do some stuff for us on the show. Literally, but we both kind of felt like we were taking, like, mm -hmm. not chances, but like, yeah, let's let's try something. That blossomed into a beautiful thing. Um, Evan, fantastic guy. Stat Mando, incredible uh, business and awesome for the sport of disc golf. And I'm sure everyone has seen the news on the Stat Mando yeah, PDGA. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that, partnering. too purchasing i don't know how congratulations it, to yeah. them we'll talk about it but mm -hmm. what it is is the uh, pdga has acquired them mm -hmm. so similar to what disc golf pro tour acquired jomez very similar i'd imagine gotcha. in the way it's working yep. but so evan came and we participated in talking with him and he added a lot i've been interviewed a few times um outside of our show about how like nick and matt show came to be a thing mm -hmm. and there was, I remember one question specifically, like, how did you get Evan on the show? Because that's like amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's real value. Yeah. Real value. So he's our stat guy, but mm -hmm. he was more than that. He's a friend and he helped bring our show to the next level. Mm -hmm. uh, then comes intern Ben. Yep. What up, intern Ben? Hello. So intern Ben uh, hit me up <clears throat> and he's like, uh, hey, I heard I was listening. I'm into disc golf and I heard maybe I can help out. Maybe you said you might use some help and he's from you're from Leicester. Yes, I live. I'm like, let's come on in. We'll call you the intern. And I was really doing that as a protection for the show. As you can imagine, having your own brand and things that you do. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to start it out. No guarantee. Yeah. Like you can intern. Yes. Yeah. One thing turned into another. <laughs> it's like you're just intern Ben, no matter what you do. Yep. How, how long have you been on the show, Ben? Like, do you know how many episodes? Two years are... in February. What's that? <laughs> Which is crazy. Two years in February. Two yeah. years in February. Yes. Wow. Time's flying. Oh my god. I joined twenty-two in February. Yeah. No kidding. So right when Ricky signed. So this is like a cliffhanger because I realized like the last sentence I said before all of that was like we've outgrown the Nick and Matt show. Did mm -hmm. I say that? Yeah. If I didn't say that. So Nick and Matt, it's more than us, and that's why I'm telling you about everybody else that the show has become a part of. Um, but some of you are going, well, what do you mean? Like, so cool. Like you've added two new people. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. Uh, if you're concerned, you think the title of the show is clickbait, you're right in a way, uh, but it's also accurate in another way. So here's what you shouldn't be concerned about this. If this is one of your favorite podcasts or we are your favorite, first of all, thank you for that. Uh, if we are, you can set those worries aside. Um, we're going to continue to be a great podcast, bringing you the best in disc golf content. However, we're changing our name. The show name is not going to be the Nick and Matt show. 
Um, and it's not going to be the Nick, Matt, Ben, and Evan show. <laughs> it's not going to be anything. We Nick, asked Matt, each person. Ben, it's that Mando show. Yeah, no. we asked each person, do you want it to just be your name? Like, just you. No. The None Intern Ben show. So, we're changing our name, but we have plans to bring you even more disc golf talk for 2024 and beyond. So, buckle up. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, here's the deal. I'm just going to read this because it says everything that I want to say, and there's so many disclaimers I want to say, but here we go. Our new show name, drumroll please, is going to be shocking. That's not the show name. No, it's, it's not, not yeah, shocking. It's going to be shocking. <laughs> wait, wait, where would we go with that? No, I'm just kidding. Um, we got to get hyped up somehow. Here we go. The show's name is Staggered Stance. So whether you love it or hate it or you're taken back by it right now immediately, I want to assure you, we did too. Yeah. Uh, we went through months of a process here in, involving, shout out to Steve, Steve from Sunstein, yep. uh, and Trademark Law. They are the best. And uh, he went out of his way to really help us. We did a lot of research on this. We've landed on the name Staggered Stance. Um, but so if you don't feel great about it immediately, we, did, we didn't either. But with time and um, a focus that isn't on our name, so it's not about our name. The show was never about the Nick and Matt show being our name. Yeah. It became that to people. Just like I named my kid <laughs> Hunter, Tanner, Grayson, like they become their name. So we get it. Some of you are going to be like, whoa, that's not you guys at all. With time, we believe it will become synonymous with insightful and entertaining disc golf talk and interviews. You won't be thinking staggered stance, good name, bad name. It'll just become synonymous with what we talk about. So the name change. So the name will change and the logos, of course, with that. There may be a few mm-hmm. more pins of disc golf, by the way. If you go to discgolfpins.com, it is now a collector it's now a collector's item. item. It is yeah. a collector item. Yeah. The Nick and Matt show of four years. Uh, maybe we'll make some swag in the future that says, I've been here since Nick and Matt <laughs> or something. But that'd <laughs> yeah. be cool. Um, so... Stay tuned to see our logo update. We're actually not doing that right now. You're not going to see it. It's going to be rolled out maybe tomorrow morning or the next day. Uh, you will see that. Um, the name on most of our social platforms, go find them, boys. Mm-hmm. The name has been changed. So uh, stay tuned to see the logo update, social media. So here's the cool part. <clears throat> so the Nick and Matt show technically is going away in technicality, but the structure and what Correct. we're bringing is going to get better and rise. And here's why along with this change, another drum roll here. Let me do this. Does this work? We got to get excited. This is our pump up music. Okay. Along with this change, this is what the people wanted. This is what the people wanted. We are promoting intern ben everybody he will no longer function as an intern he'll likely remain the persona intern ben yes just because that's what it's become but but he's no longer intern ben officially like ben you've taken the the job and you're sitting there i'm I'm officially a co-host go go to your camera welcome everyone (laughs) to the staggered stance intern ben here i'm still gonna be called intern ben but yeah um just want to thank Nick and Matt for this opportunity. I joined two years ago. I was not expecting any of this, and this literally launched my career that I know now in disc golf with pretty much everything that I've been a part of, all thanks to Nick and Matt. So I'm just very excited to be on the show and 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 further the experience and really grow the show um to its full potential and um you know like be more invested in bringing you guys 
the best content we possibly can. Um, so exciting. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. It was like a nice little speech there for sure. Intern Ben, you were Did a it. fan favorite. It only made sense. Um, the people wanted to hear more from you. So, well, oh, you, oh, oh, I can take. I care guess of I'm it. gone. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I guess I like that, adjusted that button. That's, that's hilarious. Funny. That's so funny. Oh, now we're going to Nick and Evan. I think, Here we go. So you can tell we've got a lot going yeah, on. Got, kind of change. like coming from my side, and I think this is going to get. You know, when you rebrand something, it's going to get mixed reviews. You're going to get some people that love it who are maybe just longtime diehard listeners of the show and incredible people that we've been fortunate enough to they meet. They love us, right? Not exactly. our show name. And that's where the Nick and Matt show, like Matt said I earlier, hope. started out as Nick and Matt. And we built a show, but we made great additions to the show, adding people onto it, intern Ben and Evan Kearns with Stat Mando. So as the show has grown, one of, one of my favorite shows to watch is... Um, the TNT insider guys, the, um, the, the basketball ones, Shaquille O'Neal, Ernie Johnson, um, Charles Barkley, uh, Kenny Smith. I think it's just an incredible yeah. four co-hosts that just talk basketball. They jab at each other back and forth. They do fun stuff and it's a really, really cool thing. But then another name that I've always loved was sports center because it was just clean. It was fluid. And so staggered stance was kind of that SS. I know sports center is SC, but it's got the same pronunciation or enunciation. Mm. And, um, so staggered stance was definitely, if any of you guys in the chat have ever tried to rename something and actually gone into the <laughs> trademarking so aspect of it, like this is something that when we had founded Discira down in Virginia, this was one of the things of like what name actually works. And Discira technically is a made up word, but at the same time, like staggered stance was cool because it, it involves disc golf, but we don't always have to be specific to a disc golf like episode. We can do other things with it, but we are a disc golf show. We are a disc golf podcast. And so Staggered Stance, definitely, I think, for me, the way that I hear it is, I want someone else to say, like, oh, yeah, I heard that on Staggered Stance. Or I saw that on Staggered Stance. And that's that's why I like it. I it's, think that's it, just my We've take. had the benefit now of sitting on this for a, a, a couple months. And I think it's settled in enough with us that it's not weird now because it's doing what I'm projecting should happen with everybody, mm -hmm. which is eventually it just becomes who we are. It is weird, though, if you have a kid or a dog and you renamed it, it wouldn't be, you'd be like, that's just not who you are. So I get that. Um, but but the cool part is you're still tuning in. Whether you mm -hmm. like the name or not, you're getting the same content. So mm -hmm. hopefully you can you can either move past it or fall in love with it. One of the two. Oh, I, I have a comment, too, yeah. if I can. So no, you can't. Oh, wait, oh, intern. Oh, wait, I, I, yeah, I got to realize I, I can say things now without asking. Um, <laughs> what's, let's not go that far. Okay. Um, and, and another reason why I personally like it, because I think the uh, double meaning staggered stance is a disc golf term. And it means, you know, we all have different opinions, different stances, staggered. So I think that's what, ultimately why we settled and why we like this so much, because it has the talk show element and the disc golf element all in one. Absolutely. And I was thinking, you know, I'm not, people are going to laugh, but like Nick makes an opinion or Ben or Evan and, and I go, I'm going to take a staggered stance to that. The point is like, I'm going to take an alternating viewpoint, staggered stance, or, or it could be, I have one foot in one and one in the other. But if you have one foot in one and I have one in the other, I'll say I'm taking the staggered stance. But either way, that is the name of the show. Intern Ben's promotion. He is now a fourth host on the show. <clears throat> Very cool. We're happy to have you, Ben, as that. Obviously, we've had you as that realistically for a while, but we're just making it official. Um, so, like, on screen, at least, you're going to be up there. You're not going to have a little box. I hope people yeah. appreciated that over the last year. <laughs> the intern box just... Whoop. 
I know. <laughs> I love the intern box. It's my it favorite. Was awesome. Um, so there's that. Also, we got more. <laughs> um, are you all set, Benny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will give this announcement and then we can reveal. We are also going to be, if that wasn't hype enough for you, and I hope people are sitting in their living rooms, like their screens are on or TVs, whatever you guys watch on. And I've seen people, they send us pictures. They got their beer, their legs kicked back, their TVs on, mm -hmm. they're watching the Nick and Matt show. If that's you, thank you. <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah. Um, we're adding another weekly host. Mm -hmm. You're like, what? You guys talk over each other enough as is. Well, Hopefully this will be kind of a mediator too. He'll just jump in and yell over everyone and be like, hey, stop. So here it is. We're going to be adding another weekly host. Uh, his name is Josh. His last name is the same as mine. You have met him before. Um, we really believe that this new host role is going to bring great value and insight to your disc golf consumption. Benny, bring him in. Oh, wait, you're not the intern, but you can still do that for us, right? Yeah. Okay. Boom. All right. Josh, how's it going, man? It's going good. This has been fun. I've been sitting back chilling. I almost forgot you were going to pull me into the show tonight. Yeah. I was you're... just listening on on uh, pins and needles. I thought it was going to be the Matt and Nick show. The you know intern Ben still around, but yeah, I'm super happy. I'm, I'm happy. To be Are you not inter You're entertained. You're entertained. I'm. I am entertained. Are yeah, absolutely. Entertained? Okay, so we're bringing you in as a fourth host. Now, people are going to do the math really quickly, and they're <laughs> like, wait, where's Evan? Well, who, 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 you know, and Evan's doing the numbers right now, too. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably, like, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Um, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a minute. But, yeah. Josh, um, you and I have done disc golf talk together for years, actually. Um, some people may not be as familiar with that but we did a stint two years on disc golf network with our own show uh and and also modifications and growth over the years to collaborate with others but we did that disc golf pro talk was one and then yep. league night most recently you enjoy talking disc golf if we're being honest and transparent you don't play it a lot anymore but you're an avid consumer of information and what's surrounding disc golf right Oh yeah. In fact, playing less has let me focus more on, you know, what the pros are doing and talking about the scene. And I still play. I've got discs in my backyard. My son and I go out. And so like, I enjoy the sport. I just, I'm not competing. Like I haven't played a tournament in like two or three years at least. I don't know. Maybe I'll play this year, but anyway, that's right. And Matt, <laughs> like, you're saying this the backyard year. tournament. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, that's true. I did play the backyard yeah. tournament. Oh, the Nick and Matt show. Second to last, I think maybe we'll see. But I'm um, down there too. It, yeah. And Matt, you said we've had a show. That's true for several years and done some different things, but we've been talking disc golf for like well over a decade. Yeah. It's just, we finally are like recording it and pushing it out to the masses. Literally. I remember, I, I don't know the year I'm going to say 2012. It could have been earlier than that. Like thinking at that point, how else could we get involved in the sport of disc golf beyond throwing discs on the field? Because we love it so much. And, you know, since then, we've taken a bunch of twists and turns. Some were just little hobbies. Uh, some were just thoughts and conversations. And some things became a reality. Obviously, we own a disc golf business on the national scene for juniors for several years. And you've been doing all this work. Uh, I'm really happy to join Nick. 
Ben, congrats on still retaining the name of intern Ben. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, who knows what I'll bring to the show? We'll see. I don't even uh, know. If people like or don't like what I have to say. Is it like a trial but, uh, basis? If 80 percent of the fans, Josh, are like, nah, this ain't yeah, working. We're just I'm, like, sorry, Josh. Yeah, does Josh have to climb the ranks now? <laughs> but but the best part, I don't know how this will be received. The best part is like, I don't think I actually like care what people think or don't think oh, i'm just going say to it. like <laughs> yeah no i, I you never taught the, your brother that most, growing up come on no, no this is the so, most freeing part of joining the show is like i'm just gonna be like who i am and talk about disc golf how it's I so talk about freeing uh the haters will drive you to be better no um let me see here um josh predominantly gets love in our comments and if i go real quick here i should be able to find it somebody uh sent us this recently I miss Matt's brother's hot takes from last off season. We love you guys work. Thank you for the content. Somebody specifically reached out in this off season asking for your content. So do you know who it. asked for that? Cause it may have been me. Oh. <laughs> his burner account <laughs> needs to pump up his value. Yeah. Uh, I like how I get to be known as Matt's brother though. That's great. You can change my name on there. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's brother. Yeah. We could leave the last names. No, we're good. We actually have similar ads too, for like Instagram name first on, I think I followed your lead on that one. So, but we've added you, um, we're excited about what that does for the show here. We really think people are going to find extra value with your, your opinions, um, whether they balance ours or they're antagonists to ours or each other's. Or I think it's going to really be staggered. Great. Uh, although I think it's, yeah, staggered opinion, staggered yeah. stance. Uh, I honestly think it's going to be hard to outdo Evan's like opposition to what we have to say. He's pretty, Evan's pretty, yep, he's pretty like, yeah. Oh, you guys think that? I'm going to destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't try to compare me to Evan because Evan brought like uh, awesome stuff and we're, we're going to hear from him more, right? Yes. But, um, let me just say too, right? I listen to the show every single week. Oh, and man, without first fail, time caller. Yeah. Without mm -hmm. fail, at, at least one time, usually more than one time, I'm like, what the did they just say? They are so wrong about what they just said or whatever. Every time I'm like, I think I'm going to write down a response and send it off to you in text. And I rarely do. But now it just gets to roll off. Now, the top. I was going to say, now you get to disagree. To yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a yeah. notebook of all the times. No, I will. I, do. It's a, a virtual notebook. It should have been a reality, I, but I think we should do a special episode or segment, not an episode every week where you pull up an old take and you're like, this is the one I wanted to say something to. And then you will give you that chance. But. All right, so that's awesome. We're excited to have you. Um, I don't think, you know, we're gonna, I, I should say, we're gonna work hard to really jive together. That was one easy decision for us in asking Josh. Mm -hmm. I think is that we already move, yeah. have this rapport. So I don't think you're gonna have this awkwardness, I think people, <laughs> between us talking and, and how to navigate that. So that should be really good. I think it's gonna be hard to beat what we bring to the mm -hmm. show, I think. And not that people are trying, but I think we're going to bring you some good content. And, and I can make it awkward if we need to. Just text me on the side. <laughs> yeah, right. We have backdoor text going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we can set it up for people to just call in and just argue your takes, Josh. Like specifically, yeah. like I want to call yeah. in and argue Josh. There's one takes. or two people in the chat that when the time is right, like I'm all for it. Daniel. Well, you, you, know, you can call him out, Daniel. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, and totally other unrelated thing, Matt, more than once when people hear our voices in different contexts Uh-oh. where they maybe haven't met us, they they potentially almost get us confused. And the only like lifesaver now is obviously the hair, which yeah. is the beard. Like um, if I grew a beard like that, which I don't know, I think I was going to say, could you? You could, man. I, I, you would look older. I'm pretty sure I'm sure it would have more gray yeah. than me. Yeah, I would have more gray, but like then people would really get us confused. But uh, what's right. fu- what's funny is Matt doesn't even have the longest beard in his family. Oh, my brother That's Johnny, yeah. they don't know that. Yeah, yeah I've he never really, met him. Yeah, Johnny's beard is like down to his belly. It's long down, yeah, maybe down to his belly. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. That's cool. So people are like, hey, where's that Mando? Where's Evan Kearns? Why are you saying four host? Finally, this is the, the uh, no, it's not the, we've got a packed show of just yeah, our own news. There's a lot of announcements. Yeah. So finally, Evan Kearns, Stat Mando. He's in a transition period with his full-time job shifting mm-hmm. to Stat Mando stuff full-time since the acquisition of the PDGA. Now, I might have just spilled too much, but he's full-time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Full time with the PDGA as Stat Mando. That is incredible. Yes. I'll just full stop. Yeah, awesome. you start a business and now you're doing that full time. As you're in like two years, I feel like or yeah. three. It's it was it, the the rise of excellence. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be a doctor since 21. Yeah. So um, we expect to see and hear Evan in a regular role, bringing the stat storylines and more on a weekly basis. Here, stay tuned for more on that. Mm-hmm. We're excited. Just didn't work out for tonight. Stay tuned. So with all of that, you're going to get the stats. You're going to get the takes. You're going to get the interviews. We didn't bring the interviews tonight. There's too much going on. Um, we're excited, really excited about this. Um, the friendships and um, all the, we'll call it a business, but the friendships and the organization working together through this show has been excellent and awesome. Mm-hmm. We've taken it to the course a few times, and Nick always beats us there. <laughs> um, I try. Ben tries so hard, but the foot faults are too much. I know. I try. But those, <laughs> you need to try a staggered strokes. stance next time. He could have. True. Okay. Actually, not in that spot. <laughs> so, all of that being said, we're really excited about what this year holds. Um, we have a great lineup, whether I'm out of studio or Nick is or Evan is or Ben is, like, unless we're all out of studio. But as long as we have, we've got a good core here that we're going to be able to bring good stuff regardless. So we hope that we become your regular go-to or continue to be. So if you're just now catching up, like you just now joined the live show, which I'm only going to do this briefly because people that are listening to the podcast don't need to hear it all again. The Nick and Matt show, the name is going away The new name is Staggered Stance, and we are specifically going to be calling ourselves a disc golf talk show. Mm -hmm. Don't care how you talk about us, podcast or radio or whatever you want to say, but a disc golf talk show. Um, Staggered Stance. Uh, Whether you hate it or you love it, we think that you'll, you'll come to see that the name becomes synonymous with good disc golf talk, interviews, and content. Um... So there you go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We've got a great audience tonight live, and we appreciate that, each and every single one of you. This off-season has been nuts for us trying to navigate all of this. And you say it sounds easy. It's not easy because there's a lot of moving parts that we aren't going to disclose right now. But this was really a big deal for us, and we appreciate that you stuck through the... uh, By the way, I hope all your holidays were great. Like You stuck through it. You missed some talk that we brought. Busy season. Yeah. And then one more. Whoa! (laughs) You guys better sit down and put your seatbelts on. All right. We got a great chat tonight, too. Shout out to everybody. Brixton Disc Golf in the house uh, and a lot of our other longtime listeners and favorites. Are, are, well, we don't have favorites. 
Sorry. Do we have favorite listeners? Do we have favorite listeners? Yeah, like, do we do we have favorites? I think I could probably pick someone out. Okay. I have a, I have a favorite comment so far. Tommy Hawk says, oh. I like the name First Available, and they're on every Monday. Would have been perfect. Not going to lie, that actually, first because available. we are the we would have been the first available podcast so, for the new week. We should do a segment that goes over all, actually, the, all of the show names that we yeah. went through. We went through probably about, if I had, I think it was probably close to 140. Yeah. 140 names. There's an up and down to everything. Up and down. Get up and down. <laughs> yeah. There, there's literally like, first, it's hard because first available can be considered like negative connotation. That was so one can of the biggest things is oh. not having negative connotation <laughs> towards. And so like, overthrow. I'm just throwing out other names now. We love yeah. overthrow. But this is my point. Mm-hmm. Overthrow to me, I don't think the name overthrow, like as in like what the activity is mm-hmm. and then them. Mm-hmm. To me, overthrow is who they are, not like what the not name what it means. Is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's all. But yeah. by the way, I hope, I hope there it is. <laughs> he goes hurt. I was really hoping that Josh would I'll reply just, to that. I mean, I'll just say really quick. One of, one Listen, of my favorite Josh, names. You know what I mean. We actually, I, I, I clarified. I hope you understand. We actually love your name. Yeah. But my point is that the it's name his is name. not. Yeah, we don't think of. His we don't think of them overthrowing. Think of every name you know. You don't yeah. usually think of the action yeah. or what it. Okay. I mean, that's Go the beauty ahead. of a yeah, brand. Like what the, the heck does in, it. What does Innova mean? Well, that's a made up word. That's like a product. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, Which I'll, we did think of like product well, we, names. We have a made up name for a disc golf show. No. Well, Stagger Stance is a thing. Yeah, I, yeah, but it's also See? our made-up name for a disc golf show. <laughs> it's, yeah. There was no disc golf show with that name before. <laughs> exactly. That well, I know it's of. true. I want to sh- shout out a comment real quick. I said, I love pineapples on pizza, and Blade, <laughs> Blade said, I'll take a staggered stance on pineapple on pizza. Perfect. It's not good. So it's already catching on. Perfect. I like that. Exactly. I love it. That I was, like that. I was hoping. Matt, what was your announcement? What oh, was yeah. your next one? Oh, yeah. yeah sorry, we, gonna... we got way <laughs> off topic. I'm out um, pizza, baby. <laughs> Intern Ben, can you hit that uh, lower third for us? So we've got a very exciting announcement. You're like, it's an advertisement? No. On the Nick and Matt show, <laughs> we don't of. do advertisements. We talk about what we love. Yeah. Disc Golf 978. It's not even hard to forget. Disc Golf, it's, it's easy to remember is how I should say it. Mm-hmm. Disc Golf 978. They are the episode presenting sponsor for the whole year. That is amazing, first of all, to their support for our show. Mm-hmm. But in return, it's amazing because we get to talk about a brand that we absolutely love. We cannot say that about every brand. I love 978. You can refer to them as 978, Disc Golf 978. But whatever you do, just know that you're getting a community first minded company. Like that is their, it's right on their website. Oh, great. Yeah, it's on their website. But they literally practice that. If you've been to an event that they're hosting, mm-hmm. you're excited. Mm-hmm. You're happy. They bring their whole, maybe not their whole, but their whole pro shop. They have like an RV or trailer. Yeah, they have a little trailer. Like, not little. They have a big trailer. All the TV around. screens yeah. out there. You're seeing live scoring for mm-hmm. the tournament that you're playing. Mm-hmm. Every division like on its own TV, yeah. a whole pro shop, everything you want. It's amazing. Again, community-minded. They're dabbling in more than dabbling custom apparel right now i'm blown away custom apparel you can get anything you want done there they'll do it for you and i bet you you'll get it in a couple days if you Mm -hmm. reach out to them right now Uh, i don't know how long that will last because they're just going to get slammed yeah but that's part of it custom apparel but all the disc golf uh, free shipping over 25 dollars 
I'm giving you like the basics here of what they do, but every week you're going to hear about one reason why we love these people. And I can simply tell you the customer service is second to none. And we are excited and support everything that they do. And they so ship, check them out. They ship pretty much day of. It's nuts. It's crazy. Give them a try. If you're not satisfied, let us know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that, I'm convinced. Yeah. Absolutely convinced. They're, awesome. They're international, I think. You can ship anywhere in the world, but specifically start in the US if you want to make your shipping prices probably a little bit better. Because mm-hmm. I think the free shipping over 25 is probably US. But I don't know. I've never tested international. Yeah. Give it a try. Who knows? <laughs> Let's see what it takes. Yeah. Someone uh, earlier was in our chat from New Zealand. He said it's lunchtime over there for him right now. So Awesome from listening. New Zealand. Yeah. So Disc Golf 978, we love you. Um, get all your disc golf needs taken care of there and be sure to visit them at their brick and mortar store or online. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you go right now and you're listening and just type in Disc Golf 978 in your browser, show them that they got a hit during the Nick and Matt show. That'd be really helpful as well yeah. just to show the support and value there. Mm-hmm. Um, let me put it this way. One, one of my favorite things, and I hope to be able to do this every week. When I play their tournaments, because they host really good tournaments. Again, this is for everybody around the whole country. You can get anything you need from them. But I'm lucky enough to have them local. If you play their tournament and you get a cash pri- or cash or whatever, funny money, it just goes right into an account at their store. Easy. I didn't have to do a thing. It's it literally just keeps tracking in my account. I do nothing, and it just builds over the year because I make so much money. You know, I'm so good. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you, what you don't know first. is I have my kids play, and it all just goes to my account too. So <laughs> I'm just yeah. loading up money. And then um, lately, they've been doing what I love. Whether you hate it or love it, I don't care. I liked it because I have so much player pack stuff. They just started putting a dollar amount value to their player pack, and you just get it in your account when you play their event. I love that too. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, I don't need another Frisbee yeah. I'm not going to throw yeah, or yeah. whatever. So I actually liked it. Long story short, I bought like a $500 basket and they let me apply all of it to a basket. Now, I don't know if that was special for me, so you might want to reach out and ask, but I'm pretty yeah. sure you can use like any of your credits, any of your gift That's cards, awesome. anything to get what you want through this store. It's amazing. I got the Innova Pro 28. It was wonderful. Yep. Very nice. So, do we have any <laughs> more? Yes, we do. Whoa. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you lead this one, Josh. Okay, here's what it is. Nick, it's the new year. What are you doing tomorrow? It is. Um, guys, everybody, guys and gals, I'm leaving the show. I'm leaving the Nick and Matt show to join Staggered Stance, but no, <laughs> on a more serious note, I am leaving the wonderful cold state of Massachusetts to head down south and a lot of you know that i lived in virginia for the past three years but i earlier this year decided to move back home work at my old job for a little bit while some new opportunities were kind of in the works and i've had to stay pretty hush hush about all this because we've been dealing with a lot i think that goes into it but i'll just ask you guys and i'll ask the chat does anybody know what the course olympus is (gasps) Big time, big gasp all around. So Olympus, as everyone knows, is now the host of the Disc Golf Pro Tour All-Star event and then also the Chess.com Invitational at the end of February. I think it's the third week and the fourth week or the second week and the third week. Anyways, uh, we have a lot of really, really, really awesome visions going into that property and that course and what we're planning on doing with it, with events, tournaments, everything like that, the crew that we have there. Um, But I'm actually moving down there to be the manager 
and kind of course pro. So if anyone in the Tampa Bay area is looking for some lessons, come hit me up. I'm kind of moving my life more into, um, I would say, business side of disc golf, trying to get a little bit more into that rather than, you know, I'm not striving to be on the pro tour anymore. Um, if I get the opportunity to play another event like Worlds or something like that, I, I mean, obviously I would love to play it, but for the most part, I am just going down to pretty much start a new job opportunity and i uh am hella anxious about it i've been feeling it all day as i've been packing and i think the main reason why i'm anxious <laughs> about it is because uh i'm you know my, my whole family lives up here so obviously i love spending time with them i love hanging out with my family and uh so yeah big move down to florida and i'm actually leaving probably in about 24 hours Woo. i'm gonna drive down to virginia stop there grab the rest of my stuff and uh where i was living it yeah where i was living in virginia <laughs> sad or happy? and then uh no it's happy okay and then um yeah going down to brooksville florida i'm super excited got an apartment all set up and uh yeah we're gonna have a kick-ass we're gonna have a kick-ass pro tour tournament there i'll tell you that much that's exciting so and all-star event and and common said you gotta wear togas as your uniform I'm down. I mean, for how hot it's going to be there, I think that's probably going to be perfect. <laughs> so Yeah, congratulations. That's, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Pretty much, like I said, it'll be uh, running the property as, you know, a lot of ideas that Paul and Dylan have behind it are going to kind of be on my shoulders to make happen. And we have, like I said, no we have deal. an awesome crew that is going to put on an incredible event. Um, shout out to Jeff Corns for being the tournament director of the Chess.com Invitational. Um, just wait till you, everybody sees what's kind of going into that event. It's awesome. And, uh, yeah, once again, I'm just super excited for it. I'm not super excited for the 20 hour drive that it's going to take, but I'm excited to you be can just listen to this episode on repeat. What's that? Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> um, so uh -huh. the chat is on fire tonight, which is awesome. And I don't mean dumpster fire. I just mean, you guys are really bringing it home, get, entertaining us in this 2024 season. Um, think of this question, like for those listening, if you were asked, and yes, I'm talking to you, whoever you are, I'll pick a name. Ready? Kevin. Kevin, if you're listening, let us know that I talked to you. That'd be great. Like, it was me. It was me. But Kevin, if Paul McBeth and Dylan Cease, Dylan of the Chicago White Sox currently, mm -hmm. was like, hey, you, Kevin, I like, you like disc golf and you want to come manage a pro shop at Olympus, the new course, throw down the mound, the sweet place that it was. You know, it's going to be amazing. We're going to build stuff and have stuff and you get to manage it. Like, how many of you are saying no to that? Yeah. Probably not many. And Nick, you got that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We're going to build on that property and what our visions are for it. We're going to build the the best complex in all of disc golf. Goal! We'll be there. That's, Where's the fire take? Yeah. Do we have a four-up fire? No, I don't know. We got to work on it. That's, Dude, that's, work on yeah. it. that's what's going to happen. If, you know, we get to do what we want to do, it's... It's going to be the most incredible West place. Wesley Acres in the chat here is like, yeah. they're going to bring it too. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I can't wait for everyone to come down and play it. Um, we spent some time out there um, just kind of reworking the course. Ken Climo came out. I oh, sent that? you guys a picture. Uh, Ken Climo and Charlie Goodpasture <laughs> came out and hung out for a bit. Um, they were able to go through the course and look at a couple of the you know, things that are going on there. And they, they loved all of it. And he was like, meeting, you know, seeing Kenny talking with him, um, just about past and present. And if you guys haven't seen it, go check out the video that Paul and Dylan had posted. It kind of talks about why the name became, it went from, you know, the grand Canyon course to throw down the mountain to now Olympus. And it talks about why they chose that name as Olympus and just all the legends that have been there, the yeah. legends of Olympus. And yeah, it's, it's an it's, incredible name. 
It, yeah, it's so many awesome. name changes. That I'm one was incredible. It's true. I I'm love super that stoked. Olympus. But uh, I'm still gonna be on the show. Yes. So I know someone asked that earlier. I'm still gonna be on the show. I will be at the expo. I actually gotta look at some plane tickets, Whoa, but I will be nice. flying back. I did not know that. Um, Exclusive. To make sure wow, that why are we all so full excited? Presence. Nick's coming. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> what, you guys think I wasn't? Come on. I know Let's I missed go. it last year. Can't miss it two years in a no, row. No, you don't miss it yeah. the second year. No, I'll, I'll make sure I'm up there. It was what, already awesome. Ben, let's just talk about it really yeah. quick. What are the dates for the expo? The Northeast Disc Golf Expo was January 27th and 28th. Oh, okay, presented thank God. Because the week Paragon before that, Disc I have a golf. wedding in Georgia. And I was like, I swear to God, if it falls on that weekend, I, I wouldn't be able to go. He's just sitting here. He's like, tell <laughs> us. Yeah. a single man. So we, we, we got a lot of exciting. We yeah. got pretty much every major, major manufacturer vending their Discraft, Innova, MVP, Prodigy, Thought Space, um... There's going to be Neptune Disc from um, Virginia, and there's a few more that I have not I heard Staggered yet. Stance will be there. Staggered Stance will, in fact, be there with a booth, so you can meet all of us um, and hang out. I will be running the event, so I'm not going to be at the booth, but he, I will he, be around. He spends time at the booth. Don't let yeah, him fool uh, you. I'll be around. In but, turn, Ben has to make an appearance every yeah, now and then. And it's going to be an awesome time. If you love disc golf, this show, I doubled the venue, and it's going to be... Bigger and better. So if you came last year, get ready to get your socks blown off because there's going to be a lot of amazing drops and exclusive deals. And shout out Paragon for uh, sponsoring the expo as well. That'll do, my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even when Evan's not here, we have Evan, Evan here. Still, yeah. That'll do, my friends. Okay. That'll do, my friends. By the way, if you're looking at the YouTube screen, it's hard for this to work out this way, but you'll notice I look like this. I'm actually now looking at intern Ben. It's excellent. Look, if you see oh, on, the, yeah, screen, like on right? the screen, you're looking at intern Ben oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. It doesn't always work out that yeah. way due to how things are set up oh, with cameras. Cool. But for yep. once, it used to yeah, be like, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like looking sideways. Hey, Ben. Like, Josh just has to look to the there? right. Well, well if I look right. this way, I'm looking at Ben. Yep. Yep. I look this way all the way around the world. I'm looking at Nick. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh by the way, tickets to the expo will be in the Nick or staggered stands description so if you want to buy some so we started the show off as the nick and matt show what we're gonna say is like this is the last nick and matt show as the name the nick and matt, nick show. And matt show uh it, as you see like it's not changed on here um but we're working on it everything should be rolled out we would hope by next week's uh episodes there's a lot going on i'm traveling two times this month mm -hmm. hopefully i'm able to make it on um, but the point is we have a really solid structure here that we should be able to bring you content every week forever. <laughs> Maybe that's a little too much of a promise, but yeah, between the expo, that's sorry. Between the expo, that's massive. Uh, Nick going down to Florida to manage Olympus. Yeah. Massive. Yep. Our episode presenting sponsor for the whole year. Disc golf nine, seven, eight massive, massive. name, sh name change is massive. Mm -hmm. Even if the show's like, we're, I think we're upgrading the show to be honest. Mm -hmm. But the, sh the show's are. name change is pretty big deal. Um, and then we're going to be able to maintain Evan, um, and that's massive. And jo bringing Josh in and Ben now having an actual seat on the show. No, yes. Not on the floor, you know, yeah. <laughs> washing my feet. And, yeah, and I'm no longer getting paid in jerky. I'm getting paid in jerky and <laughs> Izzy's. And, and and sour worms, sour gummy worms. So I got a little bonus structure going on yeah, of right. the food I can, I'm getting given. So it's nice. Stoked. Um, by the way, some of you have like super chatted us like that's really awesome. It does, you know, YouTube's not super friendly with how much they take out of it. Um, yeah. But but what you do provide us, we use um, just to give you guys an, an, a scoop. What we did, we actually after our last show we recorded our mixer 
literally <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. me spitting it just that's why we were 30 minutes late too done yeah. like yeah literally it was done like trash like you throw it away and i was like we just recorded last night i had to go out and buy a full audio interface eight inputs 12 outputs it's really awesome uh i did a lot of work to set it up there's a lot of different things that are happening on our end that hopefully you don't recognize but we still have to kind of tie things together here but i wanted to point out we use money that we do get for that kind of stuff um and we're really excited to have it hopefully it helps us out in some places but i think we have to upgrade the computer next okay that was disc golf podcast talk like about the podcast and everything yeah. that's going on with it the first 45 minutes we actually are going to talk disc golf um yes. there's so much happening right now in the world of disc golf let's see where we land we can talk about some of these, and if we feel like it's going crazy, we'll just move on from it. But honestly, the announcement of the All-Star Weekend at Olympus was a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it going to take to get that prepared, Nick? I mean, do you know? Yeah, I have a general idea. I don't know how much I can speak on Ooh. things like that, because there's, uh, there's obviously still so many things in the works with it, so I okay. don't know exactly what I can speak on with it. But yeah, it's going to be an awesome, awesome time. It's so funny, because... You know, it's the off season up here. It's the off season everywhere in the world for disc golf right now. Maybe right, not Australia, but weather wise. summertime. Weather wise, yeah. yeah. And like, there's no, not a lot of tournaments going on right now. But um, we went out to the course. I was there, what, three, three or four weeks ago, something like that. Maybe, yeah, the beginning of December. I went down there for I think seven days to prepare a lot of things. With I, I want to shout out. Um, Dylan Cease's crew that he's partners with at Cactus Rock, uh, with his hands landscaping company, they are by far the, the hardest workers I've ever met. And they can make kind of a vision into a reality and the work that those guys do, especially over at Cactus Rock. I got to see a lot of the pictures and the videos, but then actually being able to see it firsthand at Olympus, um, the things that those guys do is absolutely incredible. I got to meet them at Fenway Park. Yeah. Yep. Just super cool guys. Now, yeah. if you're listening, they, they listen to the Nate, show too. Nick, That's not Nigel, why I'm saying it. They're absolutely incredible. We Nigel, spent the week said? together. Nigel. Yeah. Yep. I'm not just saying this because they listen, mm -hmm. but like they listen and they like the show, but I was like, you guys are killing it. Like oh my it's, gosh. it's yeah. mutual respect both ways. It's so, insanity. Way to go. Guys. So they came out um, the beginning of December. We had Jeff Corns out there, me, Paul, Dylan. We had some people actually come in to check out the course and everything like that and just kind of getting the work going to get these tournaments rolling um it's been awesome but we're 100 going to be ready for the tournaments and we're going to have a pretty awesome time out there so in other news because we're just going to keep moving along i'm going to throw this one to josh to get his reaction on it but it was kind of hush hush in the sense that i didn't see any big advertisement and i'm actually curious to know if you guys heard this the executive director of the pdga has retired I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, Joe Chargloff, no longer. PDGA, executive really? director. Yeah. Josh, what do you think? Boom, boom, boom. I think I broke that news to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just going to stay quiet. That's the, the fact that it's um, barely known is an interesting like outcome. What I mean yeah. by that is- It could be how a much thing, of a splash. Right? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, uh, a good director, um, in my opinion- uh, makes a significant impact on any organization. Um, but I don't know if you necessarily have to be public in the way you do that or not, right? Um, he was obviously very quiet. I think m many people may not even know the name. Obviously, a lot of listeners to this show, if you really follow disc golf, you may know. 
but like that like second click that second you know cir- circle of disc golf fans probably have no idea who he is you could argue if that's good or bad um but yeah he's he's retiring I think that it was at the end of the year. So today is 2024. I don't know the official date and transition. Um, obviously, the board's going to have to select a new director. Um, I have some thoughts on how that may play out, just kind of looking at how this has happened up to this point. Um, but to be clear, any director that's brought in should have a significant influence on the future direction of the organization. And the organization, the PDGA, influences a lot of what we consume, what we talk about, obviously the pro scene. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, you know, Even over the next year, two, three years, it probably takes that long for some of that stuff to really take shape. But um, we'll see if, it, it's, if it's a continuation of the same trajectory of what we've seen, everything we love about it, everything we hate about it, um, or if there will be some changes as a result of new leadership being brought in. Um, you know, Joe... There's probably varying opinions on how the PDGA has handled stuff, and the box does stop with the leader. So I think there's probably mixed opinions uh, for sure out there. Um, one thing that he can certainly point to is a significant growth of the sport while he was, um, you know, leading the PDGA. Uh-huh. And certainly there may have been some tailwinds that helped boost him along, right? The pickup of the sport from COVID, et cetera. Um, but there's no question from the time he joined till now that the sport is more prominent, more awareness. Um, whether or not you think he deserves any credit is probably up for debate. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. I've had uh, personal conversations with him. Um, He handed, well, whether he handed the trophy to my son or not, he shook my son's hand after his world champion win and said, it looked at Tanner in the face and said, Tanner, like you will always be a world champion and no one can ever take that away from you. Mm -hmm. Like, very cool moment to have the executive director of the PDJ do have a moment like that with your uh, eight-year-old at the time. Uh, very neat. Um, again, varying opinions on how everything was done and handled at the PDGA, but the person at the top, you either like people like that or you don't like them. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just part of the job. And I think what he did did not collapse the PDGA. It was n- nothing that he did caused it to, to tank. And um, frankly, I think navigating through COVID was pretty spectacular mm-hmm. again whether you know was he the one he was the leader of the of the ship if you will any any thoughts from you guys did you guys know that it was honestly no, i didn't know until I didn't josh know. told me no i did not know i've at i've all. met him i don't know once or twice in my travels through big events that i've gone to but i i don't think i've really ever had all that serious of a conversation with him i think mm-hmm. it was just more hey nice to meet you my name's nick kind of thing um but you listen to the show <laughs> yeah exactly i think he he knew he, our show for sure yeah it's it, you know, he's one of those people where, yeah, he's the executive director of it, but he also, he still has a team in place of what's going on. Like you, you know, have a president, you have a vice president of the board and stuff like that. So, you know, doesn't all fall yeah, on him, but at the same time, go ahead. Yeah. It certainly doesn't require you to hear anything from a director to your point, exactly. uh, Nick, if, <laughs> if you've got a good team, then the execution of your vision should be happening. Um, and so that's why I was saying it doesn't really matter if you know him or not, but you do know the outcome of his leadership at the end yes. of the day, right? right? It does stop with what they've done. And we've probably seen a, a mixture of responses to certain situations, but, mm-hmm. um, it, it's interesting. Any good leader also is constantly thinking ahead about true, uh, development of their team and succession planning. And I've zero insight other than my own observations not even one conversation with anybody about this um but i find it interesting that over the last year you see doug bjerkis join 
um, the PDGA. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there were discussions of potential succession planning and career development opportunities. Obviously, nobody gets ushered in alone. The board still has to make those decisions, and there may be a legitimate opening for candidates um, to go through that process. Mm -hmm. But I think there probably are a handful of names that I would hope Joe and the board had already been considering. Mm. Um, you know, as Josh. they most likely knew that Joe was going to be retiring, he didn't decide that last month. Yeah. He may have been. He may have known for the last two or three years. It's possible. Yep. Great insight. And I think that's why you're on the show. That's why you're on the show. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I think we would have eventually gotten there, maybe, or later on this week, we'd be like, oh, this is all the things we should think about. But you're another opinion on the show. And we really appreciate that because the reality is you're right. And that you don't need me to say that for you to be right. But I think Doug Bjorkus, fantastic observation, whether he is or he isn't. Yeah, I just got like stoked. I really like what Doug does in the sport. I think he would be fantastic. Now, I don't know if they usually promote from within. I know that like Joe actually came from outside. Mm -hmm. um, I think he was military. I think he had a or very strong military background. Yeah. Yep. Um, but that would be awesome. Great opinion there. I don't think we have much more to speculate on that, but that was uh, some news that I thought people would appreciate hearing about the mm -hmm. executive director. Um, or <clears throat> is it possible for Nate Heinold, the most hated man in disc? No, I'm kidding. Nate, <laughs> Nate love you. Like, He's like, this is my last year president of the board, guys, because, no, just kidding. If he does that, he's just taking over all of disc golf. It'll just be like a new <laughs> monopoly, they, man. They will, uh, you know, they'll rebrand yeah. the sport uh, of disc golf. Yeah. Just like, you know, we rebranded our show. It'll no longer be called disc golf. It'll be something else. Well, you're getting the love in the chat. It says, I like Josh. I was always wondering why I haven't seen him in a long time. There you go. Josh, you're a beautiful human, and that's why on your show. Another you're comment from Daniel, oh Daniel your arch nemesis, that. which yeah, is Daniel crazy. He's like, oh my gosh, which is crazy. It was I think Daniel joined yeah. late after I challenged him to a healthy debate at the beginning of the show. <laughs> we gotta get, we gotta set <laughs> that up. Nothing though. Daniel yeah. versus Josh. We have, we have long time yeah. to get to. We that. have a long season ahead of us. <laughs> if for those listening on their podcasts, you know, driving around or at work, you've heard us talking about Daniel enough, but we get to see in the chat random different weeks where josh and daniel would go back and forth now really fun entertaining sometimes distracting for us when we're talking but uh that happens okay uh moving on from that this is also big incredible news it's for people who listen to our podcast and nothing else which is probably rare but there are some of you we're going to cover everything um pro worlds finland right finland europe yeah yeah yep. so 2025 that is going to be epic there's a lot of details that could be discussed here, and I'll open this up. Some are concerned about the, the field of strength. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Some are concerned about the strength of the field. The strength of the field. I had to do, do yeah. a throwback, especially without Evan here, but the strength of the field. Some are concerned. I have zero concern about that. Mm -hmm. um, and then it comes down to, I think, the audience size, the value, the epicness, uh, that's a word I'll make up, of what this event will be is going to be through the roof. Think of yeah. the European Open this year. Mm -hmm. That was, again, well, just see. one of the best shows ever. Corey winning at every yep. this day event. I know that's not where this is happening, but my point is they do a lot right over there. And for well, this, that's one of the, the courses first, that it's happening at. Yeah, yeah. One, one. Yeah, the Beast and Tapere yes. Disc Golf Park, and the other one, Tapere. Thank you. Yeah, I think um, that's how you pronounce it. I, I'm trying to remember if I've watched that course. I think I have. From a lot of the pros that I've talked to, they say it's arguably one of the best courses in the world. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the design and actual play of it, it's one of the best courses in so, the world. I'm curious about the European Open has always been free to to 
go, and that's why there's been crowds. I'm mm-hmm. curious if they're gonna keep that mm. for worlds. I doubt it, but I'd I'd if they don't, I'd I'd like to see if that would change the crowd. I don't know. You if say it, European Open's free to go to. Yeah, I think so. That's why. Oh, that's really? why yeah, those crowds are massive because it's like you're on the park. You yep. just show up. I um, brought that up. Well, I mean, once. I'll tell you this: if you DJ, if you. Yeah told every single one of those people that it was $10 for a day pass, I think every single one of them would pay it. That's those, what I'm saying. They're just I think the value there. is there. I think you're right, yeah. but I also think that there probably is something to be said about free where now you bring your girlfriend who might not have went. Yeah. It, yeah, it just, I get it. I, I think there might be numbers increased. I there. never knew that it was free. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's yeah, I never one, knew that one of the big, but yeah, it's basically impossible for them to restrict crowd flow on the mm-hmm. location where they're at. And also, uh, at the time, like UC just didn't feel it was a, a return on that. Like school kids showing up, mm-hmm. all these different people right there. All, everybody, every pro, I understand why, but it's a little funny. It's almost like talking points. Every pro who talks about European disc golf is like, it's amazing. The kids, the yeah, kids are everywhere, yeah. which by the way is awesome. So I'm not downplaying mm-hmm. it. That is amazing. It kind of shows how deep seated the sport is. But right when you talk about paying, those are that's all part of the equation. Plus, they couldn't lock down that property. Yeah. Nope. I get that. It's going to be epic. I, yeah. I, that's uh, without diving into every talking point of pro worlds in Europe. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it should be epic. I, it definitely It'll will be, be epic. epic. It will be epic. On yeah. the fan side, it's going to be, be incredible. Yeah. Maybe and I should go ever, a just lot of, to like be there. I mean, honestly, realistically, <laughs> like if Staggered the stance, opportunity came go. up to go out there and do yeah. it in any sort of fashion, then I'll 100% be out there. It'd be awesome. Um, one last thing I gotta say: the strength of the field. I know everyone's worried about that. We're also we're talking about the World Championships. There's no worry. Everyone this far who out, yeah. is strong enough to compete at the World Championships, and you could look at this person potentially winning. You will have all of those players there. That's what they I'm saying. They will be signing up for that event. You're not going to get yeah. every single player that we see on the Disc Golf Pro Tour here in the U.S., but you will get our top twenty, our top thirty, our top forty, our top fifty, more than likely going out to try to compete at a World Championship. And I think yeah. because our sport. We've seen the Paul and Ricky have been at the top for so many years and that has slowly come down just a little bit to where now you have the Gannon Burrs, you have the Isaac Robinsons, you have those players to where who's the next top 20 player in the world or top 10 player in the world to make that splash and jump up there. I think there's going to be players who are in the top 30 who are going to end up in the top 15 this year. Um, I mean, that's a whole other talk. I think, you know, preseason talk, but the strength of the field will be very high well i think another addition to that is there's a lot of good european players that can't just make it over to the united states like that it mm-hmm. goes both ways but it is definitely but more th- staggered towards the u.s yeah no yeah. i'm just saying I, 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 yeah. I i'm just saying i think there's gonna be yeah. some european players yeah. that can't play and use it but now they're gonna well enhance the field of strength for the, the european tour well i i don't want to call it that the disc golf pro tour in europe this mm-hmm. last year whatever you want to call it evan would correct me and be like there's the euro tour the pdga anyways we've been able to thanks to dgn see so much more of these europeans competing mm-hmm. so you could see when paul was playing a lot of those events you could watch those and and frankly whether paul was at his best or not i haven't talked to paul about that but mm-hmm. like players there were players that were keeping up or surpassing him right mm-hmm. um so there's definitely good players. That's not the conversation. I think that was a great point about how many. We're going to see more from Europe, I'm yeah. sure, than U.S., mm-hmm. but that's okay. That's okay because I don't think we need to see the 76th player. While they might want to compete in Worlds, well, that's great. They want to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not concerned that the 76th player is going to have a contention to win yeah. in yeah. most scenarios, Parker Welk being a very far outlier when yeah. that happens. Hey, and by the way, if the 70th person 
So here's my advice to any players listening who are lamenting their ability to get to Europe. If you truly believe in your heart that you can win the world championships, I cannot imagine you wouldn't find a way to get there. Right? Exactly. And if you're like, well, I'm not sure if I can win, so I don't know if it's a good return on investment, then that's the point. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so you don't have to go. If, you, like, if you're sitting there and you're like, I know I could do it, then like, you're going you're gonna to go because you know you could do it. Whether you do it or not is a different story, right? So, but it's just like mm-hmm. most of the people are like, oh, it sucks. I can't get there. Or the, the, you know, the strength of the field isn't going to be high enough. It will uh, be. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. What, it, it will be. What about FPL, though? That's because we've seen the European Open FPO field not be anywhere. So, yeah, but you're also you're talking about a lot of FPO players out in the world who, you know, like this is before our preseason talk, which we'll probably do in the next few weeks. But I think Holland Hanley is going to be top three in the world next year on the FPO side. A good prediction. And so someone like who's working, I think, as hard as she's working this offseason, whether they're a top 10 or top 15 player, could go out and win that tournament. Now the field, the strength of the field won't be as strong in the FPO division. I think in the NPO division, it will be. The FPO may be a little bit differently just because of the return on investment like Josh was just talking about. But yeah, you're, you're still going to see the strongest of the American players going over there. Yeah. And I think honestly... For the world championships, and I don't know how every single sponsorship works, disc manufacturer works with their top players, but I think a lot of disc manufacturers should or will pony up some extra money to get their best players in yeah, the world or even course. their really the good players in the world. Yeah. Get them, help them out, get over to Europe, whether it's, hey, I'll give you an extra 300 fundraiser discs, so I'm going to 20 bucks a pop or whatever, and see what money you can make and put that towards a European fund, whatever, however it will have to work. I think a lot of manufacturers in 2025 will be helping out their players get over to. We're also we're talking about a tournament that's two years away. The sport could yeah, yeah at least up, 18 months. Yeah, the sport could blow up even more to where you might see a person at the World Championships win $100,000 by 2025. Who knows? The right investment might come in. What yeah. about the chess.com invitational? <laughs> I mean, I think that's one of the biggest sponsorships outside of disc golf. I think like L.L. Bean, Barbasol, um, Guaranteed Rate, I think was one of them one year for the Pro Tour mm-hmm. Championships. But this is, you know, a Pro Tour event, the first one of the 2024 season with Chess.com. I like it. Opening up. Yeah. It's been a really exciting. I've been able to kind of learn chess a little. No, no so I actually, <laughs> I actually learned chess a little bit last year when I was kind of bored. Nice. You know, going to tournaments when you have some free time, I would just play on Chess.com. And I like watching streamers do what they're good at. And I've watched a lot of chess streamers. I've watched Magnus Carlsen play in tournaments, the Blitz tournaments. And I'm nowhere near a good chess player. Like any average player would probably kick my butt at it. But yeah, it's a really exciting sponsorship that we have for that tournament. And just, I just want to reiterate just so people can kind of hear like the, the, uh, the, the grasp, I guess grasp what chess.com, they acquired play Magnus. Uh, in 2022, for 80 million dollars, they paid. It's like the live of golf. Yeah, they paid a company. <laughs> they acquired a company for 80 million dollars. It's this isn't some just like bush league sponsorship. This is a big money sponsorship. And if they can, you're acquire, talking about Chess.com. Yes, Chess.com is the biggest streaming website in all of the chess world. I yeah, mean, every top huge. chess player, especially who streams in their life, like the company's amazing. Yeah, um, and they have actually, a lot of money. Funny enough, Magnus Carlson, his brother-in-law, is a top 20 disc golfer in. Well. Sweden, if I'm not mistaken, one of the hmm. across the pond, um, his brother-in-law plays, so he's actually gone out and played a couple times from nice. what I've heard. So. so that is big, and Worlds is going to be big. Um, moving on from that, 
we broke it here. Somehow, some way, yeah, our rando awesome. game that we played, literally unplanned. Good job, man. <laughs> no, well, yeah, it was. It I mean, was it lucky. Was you. Yeah, it was just lucky. Like I played. You didn't a game know, and I'm but like, we figured it out. But you, you brought it. You brought true. The news. It's just the way it all came together is yeah. pretty fun. I wish it was for someone bigger, like Eagle. You know, we oh, we figured it. But like yeah. Chris Clemens, he announced he's left. Mm-hmm. He hasn't said where he's going. People have seen his vehicle at Discraft or wherever else. Have they? I think it was Discraft. Really? Yes. Yeah, Discraft. That's what I've heard. Ah. Yes. They're like, oh, we've seen his van at yeah. Discraft. And this also is, saw his van at Walmart, but you know. Yeah. Ooh, true. Time. Could be playing a fitness too. This has happened a few times now. James yeah. Conrad, James the Conrad. MVP. Simon. Simon, yeah. Okay. I think Simon at the airport. Didn't Simon at the airport? go to Discraft? Huh? At one point, maybe. I don't know. What'd he was say? talking about being in the airports, hoping people didn't see him. I don't remember where he was, yeah. what airport. He probably wasn't going to Discraft, of course. But anyways, that has happened. Oh, yeah. It's so. the Michigan, Air- Detroit, I'm guessing. Which if, if, yeah. Exactly. If he was. Oh, right. Oh, that's. Thank you. I yeah. got it all messed up. Simon, if you're listening, you're like, what are you saying, Matt? Yeah, I don't even know. What <laughs> I know it was Detroit. It was the airport. Yeah. I didn't mean Discraft. Um, so that happened. We broke it. Cool. Maybe we'll get that interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about it. Um. I kind of wonder how it feels when someone like the pro tour posts and they're like, is he the best lefty disc golfer ever? And I'm like, is that like a slight of somebody you have to like classify? Yeah. Like the best, like, I don't know. I think it's nice. He got the attention, but I think he is personally at the same time. I know, but we have to classify. I think being a lefty lefty. is a huge disadvantage personally to be like one of the, to be one of the greatest, I should say, that you know about like, what did you say? How many lefties that you know about? We'll take, I'm saying I'll, I'll, I'll give you three: Brian Clemens, yep. Austin Turner, Zach Mellon. There you go. Brian Earhart, the, Zach Arlinghouse. Anymore. Well, Brian's not really on the tour yeah. anymore. Brian used to be, but yeah, yeah. Um, Zach Arlinghouse, okay, another Discraft sponsor player. So there's so, five. So there's yeah. Four. Let's just say like that four. we know maybe we could come yeah. up with two more. There's not that many, and so that was only my point. Mm-hmm. Is like obviously good job you're in that list if they're saying you're the best, but it's just kind of funny to put it that way. I don't know what could you do for righty players. You're like, is he the best? Like. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Don't say right. Nathan that's Queen, like everybody. another good one. Thank Nathan you. Queen, yeah, that's a great one. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, good good call. Nathan Queen. Uh, Queen um, moving on from that, just announced today, um, Innova. I found out yesterday because my kids are in the Team Innova group and they're like, don't let this get out from you guys. And I'm like, it won't and be now from you're me. Announcing I have it. a talk show. No, um, but Emerson Keith moved to Innova mm-hmm. from Lone Star. Now, if you're like, what, what, where is he coming from? He's from, from Lone Star and Lisa Fakus. I'm not saying she went to Innova, but Lisa Fakus also left Lone Star. Mm-hmm. And oh. we're going to do a little like Chandler Kramer left mm-hmm. Lone Star. We're going to look at a little recount here in a minute of yeah. like some of these companies, what's happening. But that was quick. And Emerson posted today on New Year's Day saying that he's revisiting or refreshing with his childhood, like kind of start in disc golf. So like he kind of feels like he's back. So. That's good. Gotcha. Um, for our live listening audience, it, some people are saying that Ad, ads yeah. are popping up, but they. Sh- I'm going to click delay. I They shouldn't have, but I don't know. I, I had it streaming on another device, and I've seen like four ads during our show at least. Really? Wow, nice. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. That's where, We're not normally like that, right? Yeah, no. that was that's not our intention. We're not money hungry. You know, this is a big announcement. We, didn't, we weren't like, oh, there's going to be so many. <laughs> oh, I thought I was getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've, no, we've we talked about ways to get rid of YouTube ads. Yeah. Um, maybe we can get like sponsors to do that too. But all right, I think maybe I fixed that possibly. Sorry for everyone listening. Post, yeah. you didn't need to that hear that. That was an accident. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's a big announcement just in general. Emerson leaving Lone Star because he had signed with them 
prior to the and 2023 won. season, won, won the OTB Open, and then had even said in his post, and I actually I applaud him for this, is, you know, he had thought that this was kind of going to be more of a, you know, building relationship with them, and it seemed like it was cut short. Now, I think I'm talking about Emerson's post, um, but he was very real and very honest about kind of the departure. And I do appreciate that out of a pro. He didn't badmouth the company in a sense of like he didn't trash on them or anything, but he's got a family now. Yep. I mean, these things matter a little bit. I don't mean to say that people who don't have a family don't yeah. matter, but I just mean you have more people that you're helping take care of. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big it's a big deal. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk we'll talk more about the Lone Star thing in a minute, but Emerson announced this is January 1st when we're recording. There's going to be more that come out. We'll talk about those too. I, I thought this one was really um I don't know if I'd say really interesting, but worth noting. On our show, Fandom Survey, uh, Jess, Jesse Weiss. I, th- I always get that mess up. Is it Weiss? Weiss. I think it's Weiss. I think it's Weiss. Why, why? He's going to text me right now. I think now. it's Weiss. Weiss. I, I asked him last time he was on the show. I apologize. Um, he helped you know, put together this Fandom Survey, and one of the results of favorite players to least uh, favorite, like players that you're, um, I think he said it was rooting against. Mm-hmm. Almost at the bottom, besides Natalie Ryan Who's this? and Nico, was Joel Freeman. Oh, yeah. Like, right there. And we were all like, oh, here's why we think, and mm-hmm. here's what... He made a post today that ultimately said, I'm getting professional help. I've talked about changing for years, and I'm not quoting right now. I'm not reading it off of anything. I'm just recalling. Talked about getting help for years, and I'm doing something, like, active towards getting better with this mm-hmm. um good for him and at first i thought to myself don't say something till you've done something and i think that's what he was doing i think he was saying something because he has done something he's made an active move um but in the past what we've seen with joel and this is where i think some of that bad rap came from is like he would re- he would respond and say things that um were blame focused right so almost like yeah, i'll do better next time and people don't love to see that but i think they're seeing this as action and a lot of people are giving a major kudos for saying this and i major think kudos for sure and i think That's because huge. it's public like he's a public person mm-hmm. he's an entertainer as you will in the, in the sports world mm-hmm. i think it was important for him to do this for getting help or publicly announcing to it? publicly announce it. I think because both, definitely, but yeah, publicly when you see yourself it, yeah. down at the bottom mm-hmm. and that's a public survey that had yeah. who knows how many thousands of people seeing it mm-hmm. and you're a sports competitor, mm-hmm. um, you can either be the best in the world and say, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Or I think you do need to make some public address of it. Yeah. And I bet you that survey hit him pretty hard. I have not texted or asked him. Yeah. But it I could've. bet you, how would it hit you if you're like, dude, out of everybody well, surveyed, like I'm the least, like if they I was don't the least like favorite person, like, if, you were, like if you were to take it and say like, hey, Nick Carl's the least favorite person like, on the tour like right you. now, my whole marketing and branding in disc golf is shot to hell right yeah. then and there. Like, how am I supposed to sell discs? How am I supposed to move plastic or sell shirts or do all these mm-hmm. things where I'm literally the least liked player on tour? <laughs> a majority of the money that a lot of these pros get yeah. is from moving tour series discs and yeah. moving signature series discs and stuff like that to where... That that's how they make a majority, like a lot of their living, especially, you know, Joel Freeman's probably not sitting on a $250,000 a year salary. So he needs to have a brand that also yeah. like if he comes out with a Gator three, he needs to make sure that he's a likable person. He has a following. Yes. And people will buy that tour series disc. So yeah, if you see your name pop up on that, it's like, okay, what are the first steps to make this better? Getting professional help. The worst thing that someone can do is apologize, apologize, apologize for their actions. 
but then consistently still do the same actions over and over and over. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like you're wasting your breath apologizing about it. Do what you want to do, but stop apologizing. If you want to be that person, be that person. Don't apologize for it if you're not going to do the necessary steps to fix the problem publicly. And I, I don't think Joel needed to publicly announce that he's getting help, but I think for, for his branding, yeah. for his branding, I do I think, think it, it helps. It, and yeah. just the honesty aspect yep. of it. If there are things that are out there, like Joel is an honest person with how he is. He knows he has an issue of why he may be the way that he is. But yeah, saying that he's going to get public health for or public help for it. I mean, kudos to him. It's a tough lifestyle. I know everyone dreams about being a professional disc golfer and it's everyone thinks it's the most glamorous lifestyle in the world, but it can be a very lonely lifestyle. It can be a very hard lifestyle. Like you, unless you're a top player with a top brand and you're making a lot of money from the sport, you are really hurting your future in some ways if you are not getting to that level you know like you're not getting health insurance you're paying for all the health insurance out of your pocket you're probably only breaking even throughout the tour so you're not putting anything into a retirement 401k investing anything like that and you're you're taking away years at your life to where the average person the everyday person like for me to get where i'm at with my job currently i had to work for three five years off and on with the company but now i'm at a spot where i know i'm leaving it right now to go down to florida but if i was to stay in massachusetts the money that I make is like, I make more in one day than I do at my best B tier wins. You know, I make more in one day at my job. Mm-hmm. Disc golf is such a fun and glamorous lifestyle, but when it comes to what am I saving? And I know I'm a very, very average player and I'm a better local player than I ever was on the tour, but there are a lot of tour players out there who would thrive so much more being a local player. Oh, so I will say this. Joel's also has a kid. He's expecting on the way. Oh, that's right. Um, An announcement of a kid. Yeah, yeah, so he has a kid on the way, so that's, that's probably part of it. And I would say this. I've, I've gotten to talk to Joe on a personal level just about just like life things, and mm-hmm. he's a down-to-earth, genuine guy, very loving, very caring. And, but to, and I can relate to him. Just sometimes when you're competitive, sometimes it's hard to um, you know simmer down and not let your emotions... <laughs> Get the best of you. Because I know you and I like you. Yeah. I'm just like, this is when he implodes and I take the lead. Yeah. So like <laughs> all the videos that we've done with Ben. Yeah. He misses I, one puff. I get down on myself. That's what I do. I get down, yeah. I really get down on myself. Yeah. And I know Joel probably has has public whatever outbursts and stuff like that. But I just want to say, like, just because you see it on the course, he's not a bad guy. He's like a no. great guy. It's just and I, I do appreciate that he's he's saying I'm getting help and I think that's important. I think it's it's not shouldn't be taboo to say i'm getting help it, it should be an open book and yeah. and you know because that you know pe- that's like we were saying the world is a is a scary place and we all need as much help as we can to be better people in 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 this life yeah i mean i need help with my disc golf throw forever yeah just I'm not trying to make light of it but you're right we all need help um all right moving on topic here i don't know if anybody saw this Kristen Tatar has a tour manager now. She mm-hmm. did not have one previously. What does this mean for her? I think from my perspective, and I'll open this up, Josh has sat quiet a little bit here. Maybe he goes, but she, she comes off as a professional. Like appearance, the way she composes, the way she talks. But our interaction at a media level and her interaction with media in general, not even with us, communicates that she gets overwhelmed by, I don't think it's a language thing. Some players maybe, but for her, I think it generally is literally, 
I have so much going on and this is a lot and it's hard for me to stay on top of it. I'm overwhelmed. I get buried. I need a break. I need a vacation. I'm not talking negatively like boo on her. I'm saying I think that's a reality. Josh, do you have any thoughts on what like a tour manager might do for her or a player manager? Like, I mean, just in general, I know of players that have this, but Kristen Tatar, do you think that's going to all of a sudden make it so she's unstoppable again? Well, I mean, there's not a direct translation to having a manager to skill on the course, right? But there may be an indirect one. Um, I mean, it, maybe it's a silly comparison, so I'll just kind of genericize this. But imagine anything that you do in life, if you could literally have an assistant cover off all the things that you might classify as administrative, but are important, right? Like, I, for me, myself, I'm not a professional disc golfer making this like my lifestyle, but it would just free up hours. Well, so what you do with those hours makes a difference. And then how about the mental capacity? Sometimes it's not only mm. the hours, it's the fact of while I'm on the course. So nice. She could literally be thinking, yeah, like I have to make a decision if tomorrow I'm driving to the next event or if I'm staying overnight somewhere else mm. and some media outlet's trying to get me because they have a local show. Like that's like, those are burdensome decisions. So I would just imagine um, it has to make a difference what any particular player chooses to do with that, of course, you know, that will bear fruit or not. Um, I would think it would have to be a positive outcome. To your point, she already seemed to be making wise decisions in general about how she's managed her career. So I, it's not likely, in fact, I think it, it seems obvious that she didn't choose this because it's like, I've now arrived, I get a manager. I think this was, I've assessed my situation and for me to do better, I need a manager. And so to make that decision probably suggests it'll be better outcomes. I, again, once again, I love your insight because you mentioned things like the actual practicality of maybe she can now think, do, what do I want to have for dinner with my friends tonight? <laughs> like instead of, oh, I'm stressing about, I got to line this Airbnb up or call this person or this tournament wants me to come and I have to get back to them and this podcast wants me on. And like to somebody, I can relate, by the way, I am not good with containing the information of things that need to happen in my head. I use Siri a lot. I just tell my phone to remind me at X time, day, weeks, whatever, so I can forget about it on purpose until I need to. So like whether she's like that or not, I can relate. And I'm thinking to your point, Josh, super practical. I'm excited to see just how that relieves her to be able to perform even better. So yeah. I can just be like, this is boring again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just messing. But like, it will be incredible. It, at some point, it will stop being boring to me, though, because then it will become this epic historic run, which yeah. some will say already happened. But at some point, it starts getting it's in out the of process. Hand. It's still yeah, happening. It's, like, it's, yeah, still, like, it's still happening. Um, I think having a tour manager on her side, I think is an incredible opportunity. And I think a great business move advantage yeah. for her. Um, being able to be in that position in general, like for me, um, setting up a lot of the stuff down in Florida, it's, you know, when I'm out working, it's, I'm on my phone, you know, just as much as I am, you know, building a T-pad or whatever. And sometimes I'm in the middle of doing something, but then I get a phone call from one company or another company or someone else that I'm trying to work with. And if you're a professional player and you're trying to set up all these things, having that person to almost have your phone and be able to do all that stuff for you is incredible. I mean, I'm, you like to ask Siri, Matt, I literally have a contractor's notebook and a calendar mm. that if someone says like, Hey, I need to have a meeting. I write it down. I write down everything. And then that's how I look at my notebook every morning. This is what I have to do. This is what I have to call. This is what I have to order and go from there. Now for imagine, a professional player. Imagine it, you're able to like 
take that one step further and not even have to look at your notebook. Exactly. And that's where that person, like if I'm hiring you and you're like, Hey yeah. Nick, you need to be on the phone with these people at seven o'clock. Hey Nick, you need to be at this tournament at seven o'clock on Friday or whatever. Having that to where it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I can do that. Or, all right. Sounds good. That's awesome. She can go out and now just focus solely on being a player, being a better player. So just to wrap yeah, this topic up, this European championships is where she referred to, um, I don't want to get his name wrong, but it's Matt Matthias or Matthias. So you'd think it's like Matt Matthew, but it's the, the other version of the Matthew. Um, but the guy who TD'd that is my understanding. It was in charge of that event is who her tour manager or how does she word it here? Uh, stands as my manager. So as my manager and advisor, a pivotal shift in my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, with his expertise, I anticipate reaching new heights in my career, eager to traverse this uncharted path alongside him. Here's to the future and the exciting possibilities ahead. Welcome aboard, Matthias. I, by the way, Kristen writes very, I don't know if the, what the right word is, eloquently, eloquently. And creatively. It's, yeah. it's interesting to read. They're you very, mean, yes. <laughs> like, it's not that it's inspirational, yeah. but it's very enjoyable to read. Like, you feel like you got the whole story. Yeah. In just a post, and you're like, wow, yes. I understood every single thing with that. I, I feel like she's posted so much more this offseason than I've ever seen her post in the past. Maybe and it's her all manager. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was about to say, you mean her tour manager. Yeah. Right? Well, I don't know if her tour manager makes all the personal posts. Like, no, but honestly, it might free up her time to do more for her. Exactly. Yeah. That's one thing that I don't care for all the time. And a lot of professional players, they have someone else making their posts for them. And all it is is like, oh, yeah, I like that post. Go ahead and make it. Daniel. I think Daniel in the chat says, every time I read Kristen's post, it feels like chat GPT. See, I like... <laughs> well, chat GPT yeah. writes really good. Yeah, maybe clear. it is, but... It does. And I, I, I don't know if he's saying that in a good way or her a bad part. way, but like, I, I enjoy reading her post and be like, wow, that was very, very well thought out. That was very articulated, you know? Josh, open up chat GPT and type in, like, write up a post about finding a new tour manager, like, in disc golf, and then read it. See if it's similar. Yeah, by the way, maybe by, by the way, give everybody the 30-second version. Like, what's a big part of your your career job you're working with a lot of ai bot stuff right yeah i work for a major finance firm but my i don't work in finance personally i do a lot of ai artificial intelligence natural language processing generation Mm. virtual assistants other kind of ai model work most of the technology we build is internal facing for our company but yeah like that's definitely uh, personal interest and a career of mine for many years now. Let's let's build a staggered stance AI that actually responds as if they're us. Like we have to teach them who we are. Oh, but we that'd be awesome. That. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Respond as that. if you're that, Nicholas that Carl fun. on this take. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny. It would be funny. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Have fun. Hey, but but just I know we're moving off. I find it interesting. Um, and Kristen's not the only one to have done this, but to even feel. Um, that they want to post about the fact that they're getting a tour manager. So mm-hmm. that is actually, to me, another sign that she feels like this is actually a big deal to her, right? Uh, this is not just an administrative task like, ah, we got to fulfill our responses to fan mail because we have to do it, <laughs> right? This is like, is she, she posts it. It's like, for her, this is actually a career move that's worth publicizing. Um, and so I think that's just another evidence that it's a big enough deal. Um, yeah, I think there probably are a few other top pros who have some form of somebody who's assisting them with things who don't announce it because for them, it's not transformative. It's just administrative. So I find that interesting. 
I think there's a lot of people out there who are touring disc golfers who have a friend helping them out with a lot of things. So just someone that wants to be involved with it. And it might not even be a paid position, but someone who offers up the time to say, hey, I'll help you out with these things. And if it works out, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least you can can tell with Kristen's post that this is a paid position, I'm sure, that this guy is doing. And it's very, very probably professionally done. So I'm curious to see how it'll go for her. And maybe if we get an interview with her sometime this 2024 season, We'll be able to talk about it say how much stress has this alleviated or how much stress has this caused you know it could go either way i would on the top of my head i know of two other like legit professional tour managers there are more but that's like or no maybe four but either way it's not like a lot of people are able to do this because they're not saying hey come do this for free for me (laughs) like it's a job so and I have no idea about the dollar amount there, but that's awesome that they're able to do that. And they realize it's it's a business. They are a business, these players. Yeah. Like, they have to figure out how to take their money and their then build it and then make their big yeah. business bigger. And they have to do this stuff. It's it's spending money to make money. This whole, yeah, this whole sport, this whole thing we're doing is a business. Mm-hmm. Right. By the way, right. Yeah. I mean, which is always really been. intriguing because we found we found ways to turn something that we enjoy doing on a course, which has its <laughs> own, like, like inherent appeal, right? It's an existential question. It's like we enjoy throwing a frisbee or a disc on a course, but then everything wrapped around it is a business. Yeah. Which, by the way, some people hate, right? Like some people are not for say. that, um, and I get it. But literally everything, even us, us here, we're enjoying exactly. this because it's yeah. we enjoy talking about disc golf, which is great, right? You can enjoy it, but this wouldn't exist if the business aspect. And I'm not even saying income for us. I'm saying we wouldn't have pros to talk about. You wouldn't have manufacturers making discs. We'd be 3D printing our own things, throwing them around on a course. Four, four or five years ago, four years ago, besides Paul McBeth and maybe one or two others, like people wouldn't make money in disc golf unless you were a manufacturer. Um, Not as a comfortable lifestyle. No, no, no. just yeah, even in general. Yeah, like our yeah, podcast, when we started our podcast, if I reached out to somebody and said like, Hey, we're getting X amount of listeners. Like we want cash. They're like, ha ha ha. Like we'll send you a mini. Yeah. Like it was like, you know, trades. Mm -hmm. I've watched the progression since we've got into it from $0 to now that is the expectation. Mm -hmm. Like it cost money. Again, whether you like it or you don't, it's the business is elevating. It's making bigger opportunities for people. Um, and there will always be the free aspect of disc golf. No worries. There's always, always that great quote from the Dark Knight, and the Joker says he's like, "Never do anything for free if you're good at it." Oh. You know, just something like that, to where it's not that we don't want to do things for free, but it's more this is time. Uh, let's just talk about the podcast really quick. Now, the podcast isn't making us a million dollars a year apiece. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. And so we look at it as we are investing our time, we're investing our efforts. Matt has invested a thousand times more than I've been able to invest into the show. And I think just when it comes to time, effort, and everything like that, Matt has gone above and beyond for what we are able to use on the show right now. But all of that, it takes time, it takes money, it takes time away from Matt's family, it takes time away from Matt's paycheck or whatever. It's surprising how much work has to go in to get <laughs> yeah. this product. But then I look around and I don't see a lot of other shows like what we're doing unless they're full time exactly. making money off of it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 hard to get to a level yeah. that's sustainable uh, that people like. So we appreciate everyone that's listening. Uh, I would say we do this for the love of it. And we do. We that's do. actually why we do yes. it. Yeah. But like we also need to upgrade stuff. and That's what we do. So like we're grassroots. You guys, a lot of you have been here since the beginning. We appreciate that. How about this? 
have we finally arrived? Disc golf on the Simpsons. It often gets referred to of like future predictions and all that. And like, when did they write this episode? Was this like a big, you know, but disc golf made it on the Simpsons. Homer throws and Bart helps him get an ace by cheating technically. And yeah. everyone's like taking, you know, well, it's great. It's about cheating. Um, no, it's Bart Simpson. It's a show. It's yeah. the Simpsons. If <laughs> you take Bart. anything serious about the Simpsons, <laughs> reevaluate some stuff in your life. Um, playing on the course. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was fun to see, like, if you yeah. froze it, you know, screen grab, you can see they had Ken Climo on a sign there. So it's like yeah. as thrown grips by Ken Climo or something like that. It says Ken Climo on it, yeah, which is cool. Another, it, it, yeah. it, for whatever. It's just fun. It's not even a big deal, but it's fun to see it and just to catch your eye. That's something I do. Like, it's not someone throwing a football, it's someone throwing a Frisbee into a basket. So that was cool. So, th- one of the signs says, f- said Frisbee Wax. Yeah. Do you think we they, did that, they listened to our show and were like, oh, it's very possible. Frisbee Wax. Very yeah, possible. I'm going to add it. I what think did it say? Frisbee Wax. It, frisbee Wax. Oh, no, frisbee like, Wax. Like Ken, Ken, Ken Climber. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Frisbee Wax as used by Ken Climber or something the like that. Woods right. this. Yeah, <laughs> the Tiger Woods of this. Which is awesome. Shout out Max Wax. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I just thought that was anyways. It's just fun to see sometimes. Um, cornhole's been getting it a long time. I'm sure Cornhole's been on uh, Simpsons before. Maybe not. That'd be fun to find out. All right, guys. Uh, other talk. As we're just blowing through all these, we haven't been here for a little while, so we're just catching up on all these. But today, well, let me go back to yesterday first. Yesterday, Gannon Burr posted a video on a roller coaster. Gannon Burr. <laughs> he was wearing a prodigy hat, his favorite prodigy hat. And they were videotaping as they were going around the roller coaster, as everybody does nowadays, I'm sure. Maybe. <laughs> and his hat whipped off and he lost his favorite prodigy hat and he made a post about it. And he's like, I might have to get my favorite prodigy hat. My dad had a similar one, so maybe I can get it back again. The day before January 1st, I lost my favorite prodigy hat. I did hat. not. Damn, you guys look into those things way more than I, I do. I, I, just saw a funny... I thought it was a funny Gannon yeah. thing. I didn't okay. even realize today, that's what it meant. Today, Wake yeah. up. And he says, I'm leaving Prodigy. Again. I know. I love it. Um, again. Again. Departure. He could have just posted the same video. It would have been hilarious. I know, right? But <laughs> we knew it was coming, right? I mean, we talked about it. It was, full, it was speculation, but it was also like, we're pretty sure. And yeah. he's going somewhere. And he was cryptic in his message referring to... Um, we well, said every company the world slogan. leader in disc sports, yeah. the leading edge, He's to the choice of game. champions, which is a genius. Um, a, yeah. I'm a dynamic player. Hilarious. So when you put all that together and everybody's doing their best to spin it, how like, okay, he talked to Who these. Leave out? Yeah, it's none of these. What did he leave out? I, I kind of am leaning on the moment when he says, I am a dynamic player. It wasn't just a word or a phrase. That's my take. But everyone has different takes. They're like, he's definitely going to MVP. Uh, like, or he's not going to Innova. But he made the announcement. Now we're just in a holding period. I don't think it's, we need to spend a lot of time speculating. But if you have any takes on where you think he might go or a good, strong reason why, it might be fun to share. You don't, let's just sit back and watch. Uh, Discmania is my opinion. Discmania. Yeah, Discmania was the big one last year. Everyone thought that's 100% where he was going. Yes. Um, that definitely very well could still be the case. Um, I know Latitude dropped a lot of their American players that they had. Tristan Tanner, Connor O'Reilly. Um, why do I feel like there's more? Maybe not. I feel like that. That's maybe all that, I maybe know. Maybe that's the personally. two that are kind of the most notable. Um, Latitude could be making a splash to, hey, drop some players to maybe pony up the money for a big player. I think Latitude 
personally, I think needs that American player, but I don't really know all their stuff now with the House of Discs and everything like that. So, yeah, I I don't know. I'd I'd say Dismania just because it makes the most sense. Eagles allegedly leaving, and it seems that way. So, I think if Dismania wants to stay afloat, I think they should spend some cheddar that they were using on Eagle and previously Simon and just get another big splash. I think Gannon has the potential to be one of the greatest players uh, in disc golf, so I think it would be a good investment to kind of lock him in since he's so young. Add Alden to that list this morning. Surprise, boom, Alden. I'm leaving Prodigy. It's been great. And I've been wondering about him. I haven't talked a lot about him. Our shows have been staggered lately. <laughs> You like that? Ben. Don't kill it too quick. <laughs> we just got to get it grained. Yeah. People's stagger, minds stagger, this stagger. week, they're just saying everything's staggered. Um, but you've been, wa- I've been watching and I've been like, man, he's been selling stuff because we're friends on social media. He's been selling stuff, organizing stuff. And I'm thinking, I don't think he is. I'm pretty sure he's staying. Pretty sure, pretty sure. Like, I don't even have a feeling about it, except like, I guess it seems obvious maybe he's leaving because he's doing all this, but I didn't have any real thoughts about it. But he announced this morning he is. So maybe him and Gannon are going together. Maybe. I mean, th- there's no reason to suggest it except that they do their vlog together. You don't need to be together to do that, like sponsorship. No, wise, I mean, but, but you could double whammy yeah. on a sponsorship. Look at Simon; he vlogs with everyone. Yeah, doesn't have to be an MVP player. But and Gannon does have his own YouTube. He does. But as far as popular content goes, it seems like Alden has it, and so I'm just saying, like, if you could double whammy on that, like, hey, let's yeah. bring him over too, or I don't know. I'm not saying Alden can't be on his own. Grabbing content creators who are also very good at disc golf is huge. I mean, people want to see Alden's vlogs. People want to see Ganonbur yep. play on Alden's vlogs, or people want to see Ganonbur's vlogs, whatever. Yep. If people enjoy watching disc golf content. Yeah, you get a two-for-one deal out of that if you somehow pick them both up at the same time. People are saying DGA. Um, Cole Redolin, great DGA player, won Ledgestone last year. Um, great friends with Ganon and Alden. And uh, I mean, that'd be a huge, absolutely huge pickup for DGA. So let's let's take the conversation down this alley, because this is a conversation we can all discuss. Gannon left, Alden left. You may or may not know this name. I'm familiar. Maybe you are over time. Dutch Napier, uh, old school. He left Prodigy. Left Prodigy. Yeah. Parker Welk left yep. Prodigy. Oh, I didn't know Parker did. Yeah, Parker did. That's actually, that's another big name that has left a Prodigy. But just a company in general, Parker. So over the years, we've watched as Chris Dickerson left, uh, Katrina Allen. I mean, we've watched over the years. If we go way back, we could do that for every company. Yeah. Who? Isaac Robinson. Still there. And Kale is a part owner of some sort. Yeah. But so Kale's Kale will there. never leave. Right. But like, so who's their big players now? Kevin Jones. Isaac. Kevin Jones, Isaac. Isaac, and is Ezra, Ezra still there? Robinson. Uh, Ezra's still there. Yeah. Pretty sure. So... You don't need six top players or eight, and they might say, well, we do have yeah. those, but it's obviously, this, Innova did this too. We saw players leave Innova yeah. for a while too. Realistically, if I mean, if I was to pick two players, to, two payers to play, it would have been, no, I said that wrong. Two players to pay. Sorry, like, got <laughs> two that. Two payers that, to that's, play. <laughs> I like said it in my head too, and I was like, I think I said that right. Two <laughs> and we players. Didn't correct yeah, you. exactly. <laughs> if I had two players to pay, it would have been Isaac Robinson and Gannon Burr. And I would have, realistically, and this is just me speculating in general, I think the money that Kevin Jones is getting compared to what other players on the team is getting is one of the big reasons why players are leaving. But Prodigy kind of 
shot themselves in the foot when you make that contract with a player who two, three years ago is playing great, but then you have these two up and coming players who honestly are just multitude times better right now. I think then like Isaac Robinson, Gannon Burr are, I think personally, I think everyone would agree with me, are both better than Kevin Jones currently at the moment. Currently, yes. So I, I hope Isaac Robinson is getting a fat paycheck this year. He, Two major wins. He has to be. His next, if he's staying with them, he has to his be. His contract ends, I'm pretty sure, next year. I think when he's he signed. five. Yeah. Yeah. So or end of 25. I hope they, if they're smart, if Prodigy's smart, they re, re- renegotiate. I think Isaac had said he has a renegotiation clause in his contract. Yeah. And I think now they is lock the time to renegotiate. Right now. And you need yeah. Prodigy, if you're smart, Kevin Jones. It's a good guy, not performing as good as he previously was. Two years ago, I remember Kevin Jones was like almost like on every league card. And he won he almost won a tournament, I remember it, but it just he just kept he kept missing a punt and kept rolling on the hill. That's all I remember. But I think but we have to a major championship winner in Worlds and Champions Cup with Isaac Robinson. He's a huge asset, fillets the woods. And I think if he works on his brand ability a little more of just like uh, just posting videos and all that, which Alden's YouTube will help that. I think he can move a lot of plastic for you guys. And I think you got to secure him. That's my letter to Prodigy. Like also left. Throw like Lucky. Like. Um, she left. Prodigy. That's just another player talking about. Yeah. Prodigy yeah. Movement. Good, good call. Luke, yeah. Luke, um, Luke, Luke, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried so hard. I've talked to her in person. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> she coached me on it, but still not getting it well. It's like Tatar or Tatar. <laughs> All right. Um, I love how that became a thing this, this season, by the way. It's Tatar. pretty funny to me. But Josh, what do you think? Well, I don't know if we're done talking players or not, but like, oh, I have. still going. Okay. I have tons of speculation, but I actually have no reason to share it because it's literally speculation. Although I know that's what we do, right? That's what we do. Speculate. That's like the worst worst part of the off-season episodes is the speculation aspect. But yeah. It is because either the person speculating has zero clue, Mm -hmm. so it's just like silly, or the person speculating knows. And you have Those to speculate. Two options. Yeah. And then they've got to speculate. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like. Do you remember when Nick like, broke whatever. the news on somebody once on accident? He's like acting uh, like don't we don't know. But he's oh, like. Who was that? It was Marweed. It was Marweed. Yeah. Marweed <laughs> yeah. to DGA. <laughs> when he left. And we're all like. That was announced already? And, you're and like, I was like. Yeah. Oh, sure. Wait. No. No. Actually. I don't mean anything I just said. It was awesome. So if you're a um, live audience. You get to see the live yeah. stuff. We edited that out. But always yeah. join live. So what I find more interesting is this offseason, it's, it's been a little bit, is just watching the rumor mill discussion wind itself up. That's actually like a little bit of a spectator sport in its own right. Like all the rumors and everybody who knows something, who knows somebody, who knows somebody, who knows something. But let me say this. I've gotten a kick out of like Gannon in his video, right? Dropping all those taglines and all those hints and how so many people listening to it only catch like one of them oh yeah they're like oh my god and goodness. then they comment and they like they're like the first to drop it in like you know the disc golf page and in, in facebook right be like gannon's going to Innova, i know it right or he's going to dynamic and someone's they, like their, bursting their their bubble. when yeah. someone's like yeah someone comments so anyway i love that gannon did that like it's yeah. just it's awesome and hilarious i don't know if it's true i haven't followed up on it but i it sounds like maybe he's joining various like facebook fan clubs <laughs> we've seen them you know sell stuff promote stuff uh, so it's just kind of like top level troll. And then by the way, who, who was it? 
uh, I'm just pulling a blank, so you'll have to help me, who posted that they were leaving a team and then like who who commented? Was it like Paul? Oh, Ricky, Paul, Ricky, yeah. and, uh, Calvin. Calvin. Yeah. It was Emerson Everybody Keith was leaving Lone the Star, I think. Yeah. They're like, welcome okay. to the team. <laughs> I'm just saying like, this is the stuff. Better than the speculation, this is the stuff. If you follow the sport closely, you know, unless you actually know, it's all just speculation, then just sit back and enjoy the rest of the world like spin themselves into a yeah. tizzy. Um, it's pretty fun, actually, on from that aspect. Obviously, it is intriguing to figure out where they go. My comments earlier about how it's all business that is actually like how i find it interesting to think about it is both sides are trying to find right the right opportunity that they both find equivalent value in so right some companies trying to say you're worth x dollars and you have to negotiate till that player agrees that they're worth x dollars and there are so many variables that some of us here probably think about but it's probably really really complex right to arrive at that um and i find that part interesting um and when you see Ooh. the final outcome it's literally like a stamp on it and saying these two parties have agreed that the value is set at x sometimes we get to hear that value that's always most interesting sometimes we don't so one of my questions if you want to add to the speculation is are we going to hear the dollar amounts with the sport exploding the last few years we heard some really big paychecks are we going to hear dollar amounts from any of these players i, I from a perspective of being intrigued by it I'm saddened by my answer here, but I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen again. Or not, and not that's because. And so, does does that not imply that they're getting paid quite a bit less than those really big? I, I think so. They're I not think million so. Dollar deals. I've asked some of these players who have made changes or are changing, and even Simon, for instance. That I know everyone thinks that it was announced, but it was never announced. Yeah. So, like, even Simon's wasn't announced. So, yep. if you if you have a number in your head for Simon, it's based off of everything you put together yourself, um, which everyone feels pretty comfortable with for some reason because where there's smoke, there's fire, that kind of a thing. But, uh, Josh, by the way, I think it was funny. Um, you brought up the Emerson, Keith, and everyone going, welcome to the team. Someone actually has a take here that they said it looked like Calvin accidentally outed Emerson's move, and then Ricky and Paul ran cover for him. Yeah, everybody covered it. Well, (laughs) it's an interesting, but see, this is a spin here, too, where like Emerson says, I'm leaving Lone Star, and Calvin goes, welcome to the team. Whether he knew it or not, it actually happened, but it would be pretty funny if he's like, oops, hey, Paul, can you go over there and say welcome to the team? Hey, uh, Ricky, can you go I'll spoil it. That's not what happened. Okay. But yeah. So anyways, that's pretty funny. Um, Like, I hope that kind of thing, like, I hope pro disc golfers decide to have a lot of fun with the fans and don't take it too far where it like beats us up. Right. And we give up because it's embarrassing, but have fun with it. Like just tease it out. Give the the hints, the false hints. Uh, That's, that's as much of a spectator sport um, as the actual sport itself. So prodigy has had this happening. Um, and Lone Star has players leaving. We, I don't want to talk so much about Lone Star anymore because I think there's interesting just business decisions being made. It's purely business, whether or not they know disc golf or they're like, we do and we've just made decisions. We're changing in this year. Whatever it is, it's happening. But then also, I feel like we can go down the road of disc mania now with this conversation too at some level. Simon left last year. Eagle I only say this because of this, where there's smoke, there's fire taken. The point that I've looked in the past and I said, I don't think it's ever been talked about a player leaving that wasn't actually either trying to or negotiations. So whether he leaves or not, Discmania, there's negotiations that have probably been happening because this wouldn't be a conversation today without that. But if he leaves, let's just go that road. If he leaves, you have Kyle and Casey. 
because Nicholas also has left. Yes. That would be three decent players of like their highest caliber. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle obviously is a high caliber, yeah. so he'll be one of those left. The highest. Players. And then yeah. Casey obviously is, whether you want to call him up and comer, able to hold his ground, top 20s here and there, like that's great. But like Discmania, is this because of the House of Disc deal? They're looking at their books and they're going, okay, they're in our books. We got Dynamic in our books. We've got like Latitude. We've got West Side. And they're looking at everybody and they're like going, let's consolidate and let's just like what's happening. I don't know. But Discmania. So you got three companies now that potentially this offseason have lost like a, a load of their better players. This is just the movement in disc golf. I don't know if like it's going to continue this way, but I think we will see this forever. Maybe not at the highest. It's going to be like disc golf is uh, of the past. The payouts used to be uh, so high where you had to be a top eight player to make money. And now it's moving down the board. Right. And I feel like it's going to start being that way for players moving companies. Whereas it used to be like you could only like make a splash if you were one of the top one or two players to move a company. In the future, you might be a top 20 player to company and it's a big splash to the world in the future. Maybe that's 20 years away. But like. It's interesting to see that between Lone Star, up and coming, but then Prodigy, Discmania, a lot of them are losing good players, it seems like, without official news on some of those. Uh, but Niklas is leaving. Yep. Um, I was sure it's going to be announced. And as far as when it's announced, Gannon announced today, I would expect next week, probably within 10 days or two weeks, the longest. Uh, Nicholas, I would expect very similar. It's they're all coming within all the them, next week. Yeah. yeah, so you can always tell January first is when all the Innova guys and gals. Yep, they post their picture saying, "Hey, like your son." Innova, Innova is a January first athlete January player 1st. post. Exactly. Yeah. So you know pretty much everyone who's on Innova at this point. Emerson being the notable one who was a big, big pickup this year. Maybe they are going to announce some more players. It could be Eagle. It could be, or it could be yep. uh, Nicholas. Or it could be whoever else. Could be Gannon, any other could player. Be Gannon. <laughs> because yes, I think we've seen companies do this in the past. Announce their team, but they wait for that big one. Yeah. So maybe it's going to happen still. Like you see a lot of the players on Discraft, a lot of the like tour team players, you know, announcing, hey, like the Lynn Swins announced, yep, back to Discraft for another year. Mm-hmm. Or the underground team players yep. are announcing today, but we haven't seen that big name. It also could be that nothing is settled for those players yet. Gannon could still be in contract talk with another company. People might be surprised to find out. Yeah. But you and I have been privileged enough to talk to players over the years. I'm not even talking specifically this year. And we do know that when players were hearing the smoke, if you will, it's like fine. they're not even decided. Yeah. So yeah, it's very possible. Um, if, I'm throwing out a very big rhetorical if here. If Eagle and Nicholas went to Innova, because I think that I've already said I was leaning towards Eagle going to Innova and in my mindset, just how I feel. It was between that and MVP, and I'm just feeling Innova. Like, I feel like it would fit him really well for plastic and all that stuff. Uh, and then Nicholas. I just feel like that would be an easy transition. I think Nicholas goes to Latitude. Okay. But because of the European this... scene that Latitude has, I think that's his... Sure. Yeah. If this Maybe. happens, though, where, like, both of those players... This is just my take. If that happens, how big would that be for Innova? I mean, Massive. Eagle yeah. and Nicholas. On another They world. haven't done anything On another level. It'd be big, That'd right? be the best team in disc golf. I'll say it there. Eagle. It'd be the best team in disc golf. Oh, Calvin. Yeah. Nicholas. 
That's I mean, I wouldn't f- go as far to say that, but <laughs> yeah. I would. I, I know your team Discraft. I, I mean, would it say it have to be that I'm team Discraft. But I mean, there are players on other teams that Discraft, are still. Discraft though would yeah. be the one, right? I mean, that would be the one you'd put up against. Yeah, it. yeah Discraft would be the one. But like, what what's their top three? If, like Paul. Now we're having fun. Now you uh, you would have. How do you balance this out? Like Garen goes. Like I said, somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, if you took Ben, if you took Calvin, his last win was in April. Yep. If you took Eagle, did he win it all this year? No, but... Niklas won a European event? Yeah. Or you could take Discraft, where you have Paul, you have Dickerson, you have Corey Ellis. Well, yeah, Corey major, this year. Dickerson and Paul didn't do much this year, but Corey Ellis did do something. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a good debate. I think I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think, think it could be very there, debatable. 100%. But, yeah. We'll I see. Would, yeah. We'll see. We'll it's see. just fun. The, it's whether you find it fun to talk about or listen to, as Josh said a minute ago, it's just be entertained by it because yeah, we're going to find out. Josh is on the show. Let's go. It's like guessing what's in your Christmas present as a kid. Like you're going to find out, but it is fun to think about and maybe it keeps you up at night. <laughs> this is Nobody a great one. Which I disc mean, golf show I was going to go on this off season. Like I had multiple offers kind of had to go back and forth. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one true. of the comments like Chaser 90 EK Antelope could also fit Discraft expanding its Euro market and Prodigy trying to reclaim its share of Europe. I think both of those are great. I mean, Discraft doesn't have a massive, massive presence in Europe, but they did pick up KJ Naibo. And I know to a lot of people, a lot of new people might not even know who KJ Naibo is, but he's, I mean, he's the <laughs> he's original KJ. KJ. And uh, what, 14 time Danish, Denmark yeah, winner, guy, whatever. Originally. I mean, Incredible disc golfer, and you can see him if you look at the Spin TV coverage of the 2020, 2014 uh, European Masters. He plays an incredible round against Paul at that. Um, so yeah, I mean, they could be expanding into that market as well. You know what I love that I've seen a little bit now, and it's cool that disc golf is here, a non-like manufacturer, if you will. I, Infinite obviously has their plastic too, but like we, I don't consider them a manufacturer of yeah. sorts. Um, like People throw them in the conversation now as a legit viable option. All the time and wouldn't it be awesome to be infinite nowadays because that's comes up every year it's like oh maybe they go sign an open bag to infinite and i'm like if i was infinite right now i'd be so happy that i started that at some point in my yeah. business journey like i'm gonna start letting people play open bags with my disc because it is a legit option that people talk about now and it's cool that they're like one of the only ones i don't know of many others that, uh, that sponsor yeah. at that high of a level at a high of a level yeah Clash. Like, for instance, yeah. like Disc Golf 978, our episode sponsor. Like, they sponsor Casey White. I think that's their probably their highest sponsored player. But that's not, like, the sole sponsorship. Like, it's not yeah. his primary sponsorship, as far as I know. Exactly. Discmania. Well, Discmania would be. Yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah. think for a lot of players, like, there are a lot of players out there who I think would benefit from going to a company like that, rather than one of the big companies. Because mm-hmm. your name is so much, let's say you're a top 40 player. All right, take someone like Mason Ford, won a national tour event, was playing for Innova at the time, and they came out with a Halo Leopard 3, I think, for him, but his name's not huge at Innova because Innova's got Calvin, Innova's got Sexton, they've got all these players who have very high caliber names. Go over to Mint Discs, an up-and-coming company, you are the number one guy at that company. You have so much more. You have a scene in Texas where he's from. Mason's now still all there, these right? players who yeah, he's still there. love to follow along with you, they all want to try Mint and Discs now. And I'm not saying he's a, the most brandable player in the world. Don't get me wrong. But I think for a lot of players, that opportunity is very good. I mean, 
Drew Gibson had or has a putter sponsorship, but then also has his own line of discs, but then also can throw whatever else he wants. He can take the best discs from the best companies and say, yeah, I'm going to throw those while still having a very top tier brand in the sport. Um, so I, I have some exclusive news. It, hopefully it's right from the chat. Chaser <laughs> was saying that he's a mod of the MVP fan group and that Gannon Burr just joined that group 20 minutes ago. I think someone said earlier, though, what that group? Gannon joined like yeah, seven different groups. that's where I was groups. going with. Gannon also joined like the Discraft group, yeah, I think, the maybe Discraft Dynamic. Day, so I think he's toying. This is all part of like, this play. Like what Josh is saying, I think he's having some fun joining... Yeah. Because he did join the Dismania group originally, but now he's kind of just doing I, I was lucky fun. enough to get to know Gannon this year. Like, time at my house hanging out, and bruh, he's just messing around with everybody right now. He's loving life. Bruh. He's just bruh. loving life. He's loving the memes. <laughs> right, but it does make it fun, because then you can yeah. investigate and say, where does he slip up? Yeah. Right, where's the one where thing that he actually slip? does that's real? But I think it's good to cover him. I think it's good, because if he does slip up, <laughs> you don't like, think yeah. it's, it's as, as legit. But also, everyone's talking about him. Yep. Which yes. Gannon yeah, it's brilliant. Wow, Gannon arguably is the highest caliber player that left the company this year. I mean, Nicholas is up there, but Gannon is kind of the That we know of. We don't know what that we know of so far. Right? You're right. That we know of so far. Gannon so <laughs> far has been kind of the top player that left a company. So yeah, it's where is Gannon going? Yep, it's good stuff. All right. Um I have one thing I want to just get out there as far as like from my take on this. And by the way, we don't say this at the beginning of every show. Like, hey, the personal opinions of everyone on the show does not, you know, mean that everybody thinks this in the show. Like, we don't have any of that stuff. This is just assumed. But it was announced uh, through the PDGA that the competition for transgendered women uh, being able to compete in the FPO division I, I'll use the word like revoked, like they reverting back to where they were at the one original. point, the original, which allows uh, transgender women to compete if certain criteria is met, not at the highest level. I'll just put it that way. Like they got rid of like having to transition before 12 years old or puberty or whatever. Like they got rid of some of the really strict. So now Natalie uh, has dropped her court cases. And my understanding is without prejudice, or no, I don't know if it was without prejudice, meaning she might be able to still uh, open these back up at some point. But right now, it is resolved in that sense. But resolved in that sense means a lot of other people are very unhappy. Uh, there are some that are happy. There are some that are very unhappy. Um, so when it comes to this, I've already shared my opinion on it uh, lightly. Um I've also said that rules are rules and I'm not the one that are, I'm not the one setting the rules. And that doesn't mean I sit back, but there's only so much you can and can't do here for the sake of disc golf. Uh, let me just read this because I'm better at reading things. Transgender competition at elite level has been restored. My short and incomplete stance. I did not mean that before we had our name change. Um, my stance is that transgender women in all genders are welcome to play the sport. Competition at a professional level needs and requires the highest level of rules and fairness. It is my current opinion that until it can be proven fair that transgender women don't have an advantage, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't be the onus of anyone to prove that it doesn't uh, affect the game. So, like, if you're coming as a transgender woman, it is my opinion that you have to bring the science that says it's not fair. Now, some can say that's what's happening here, but it, it, I'm not this professional. 
but there would have to be a way to verify that. But my point is it has to be brought that like I'm coming and there's no unfair advantage for me as a person. And I would think the person themselves would want that. Like they would want that. And I think when I asked Natalie that, when we interviewed her, it was if this information ever came along, like how would you handle it? And she said, if like more or less, she doesn't think it will, which, you know, is telling a little bit. But if the science is there, I, th I think I remember her saying that she would respect it. But my point is, like, it shouldn't be the responsibility of everybody else to say, we have to bring the proof that it's not unfair. It, it, I think it should be the person, the competitor themselves. Um, so anyways, it's the responsibility of the persons requesting a change. Now, in the scenario that the PDGA and the Disc Golf Pro Tour would cease to exist if they continued as they believe is right, which they've made pretty clear, the Disc Golf Pro Tour uh, said they think that they had the right decision. I mean, they fought it in court to the hundreds of thousands of dollars. They obviously believed one way was the right way for them. Now they're doing the opposite. So we know that they're not doing that as their first choice, yeah. uh, including the PDGA, which also has noted in their announcement that they're going to reconvene on this in 2025, which in 2025, it sounds to me like they're going to be like, maybe another sport has set precedence that we can now go back and change this. Um, so really, it's a financial issue right now. That is literally what it's about. Um, dollars. The pro tour would cease to exist if they continued with fighting in court because we are not that big. Now, somebody like a cycling organization or some other massive organization, they might have the dollars to continue down that road. Um, and there's so, there's so many caveats to this. Like, oh, maybe membership dollars can be spent here. And I'm like, you know what? I'm more okay with like this two-year hiatus as much as like I don't agree with it personally. I'm okay with this for a longer-term goal. Um, and that's, you can only take what you're hearing from me in this moment. If we were to have a conversation, I bet you a lot of us actually agree on a lot of topics and we could actually get really deep and intricate. In a public stance here, I just want to say it seems to be a necessary sort of situation right now that we find ourselves. Didn't we watch what happened last year? Or I should say, yeah, last year, 2023, the Pro Tour tried to suspend the FPO competition because they couldn't handle the court cases. Yeah. The FPO reacted. It's not going to work. It was, it was a tried thing. The whole schedule was about to change. For it was the a FPO tried players. thing. Yeah. And so it's kind of like we gave it a try. And by we, I just mean generally the sports governing bodies and the tour. And it didn't work. So I kind of see it as a necessary sort of situation if we want any part of the tour to continue currently at any level. And I want to say this, my life is not messed up because of this situation. Like it doesn't mess up my life. So like I don't have a real cat in this fight, if you will. Like it's not like, oh, my life's messed up. I just talk about it. But I will say, so it doesn't mess me up. I'll bring it up on the show when I feel like it actually demands that we do that. This is one of those moments where I didn't think it demanded it, but I wanted to get it out there that like, we're aware of it. We're not making it a massive talking point because I don't think that we're going to do too much with it. Um, but we'll talk about it as it demands. So there you go. Um, and then finally, as we wrap this up, another hot topic. 2024, Nick, your next PDGA event, you're keeping score. And so is everybody else on your card. Oh, we is are that, in is the that year past? 2024, that's, that's baby. Gotcha. Does that bother you? No. No. Like, no. we can nitpick. How does it work? How does this, who turns in a paper? Like, it's going to happen, guys. It's going to be figured out. The Just only thing I don't want to do is stats for you, Disc. 
But at the yeah. same time, I don't play pro tour events anymore. That's the only thing that I don't care to do. But if I, if I have to write down a four for Ben, a three for you, a two for me, and a one for Evan, then whatever. It's why would Evan get the one? I don't know. Forehand hole. <laughs> um, yeah, like to me that it doesn't it doesn't bother me. If I don't want to look at text messages on my phone, I just put it on Do Not Disturb, and that allows me to keep score without scrolling or through. Paper. I think like I, there's I gonna be a lot, a lot more people paper, don't like sure. to use their phone. Yeah, but at the same time, it's it. I don't know. It is what it is. I don't sympathize for it, and the reason that like I just I don't see that much of an issue with it. But there are plenty of rules yeah, that maybe I do see an issue with that people are like, oh, I can't believe you have an issue with that. But for me, about this one, I'm like, it it doesn't bother me any. The intricacies of questions like I we've already asked some, and I'm not going to spend a lot here. Oh, as long as they don't mind if I have paper. And sorry, that's my internet voice. I don't know these people, but it sounds like <laughs> complaining. Um, but they're going to have paper for you or they're going to provide you an electronic device. Yeah. Like one or the, like they're there. You do not have to be rich enough to have an iPhone or an iPad or whatever. Like no. you don't need that. Yeah. They're going to. So just take that argument off the table. Like you're going to be fine. Tracking score somehow or another. The intricacies of asking how as a TD perspective, it is interesting, but that's not for the majority of our audience. I think things like, if everybody has to turn in a scorecard and the people who did use paper, like, do I now have to go check their paper versus what got submitted on the digital scorecard? Because if I'm keeping track, I'm not just keeping track of my own score. If you're I'm keeping, keeping track, track of, paper, of the whole group, if you're keeping track of paper and I'm keeping track of the digital, I'm keeping track of PDGA. Right. But if it would, I, to, I would be you know, on your PDGA. Right. Yeah. And so you're on my you PDGA. Submit. So if I go to you and say, Hey Matt, I've got Ben at a 56, you had a 55, yep. me at a 54, Josh at a 53. Yep. You look at your card and say, "Yep, yeah, sounds submit. good to me." You could write down, "I, I don't, because I, you don't, you don't have to turn all four of them in, do you?" But this, this is what I'm saying: the intricacies. I don't know yet, and if yeah. paper gets turned in from one person from a, th- a foursome, but three people did digital, and we're like, "Cool, we all agree with ours, and we agree with yours, and we're hitting submit." But now the paper makes it in, like, does it change? I'm saying, like, that's yeah. interesting, only in the sense of from a TD's perspective. Yeah, how am I going to handle that? For the average person, this rule is literally you just keep track of score. That's cool. Don't yeah. worry about anything else. Just do what the TD tells yeah. you to do for tracking score, and it's over. Done. It's, it's easy. Very easy. Yeah. If I, if we're playing on a card together and we get to the next hole, you're going to get used to it. And you know, yeah. you got to dig into your bag, grab yeah. the paper scorecard, and then I'm going to say, hey, Ben, what'd you get? Ben says, I got a two. Matt, what'd you get? Two. And then everyone writes yeah. it down or presses the button. Yeah. It's not a difficult scenario. Nope. It's not at all. It's harder to... Keep track of OB strokes than it is to write down a score. What's up, Cupcake? Jacob Curtis in he the just, chat. He just dropped a hot take. He says, hot take. I think I will become most improved player. On your. This on your. On okay, tour. on our show. No, on no, tour. And yeah. this On tour. There you go. And this yeah. on tour this coming season. You got to back it up now. Okay. It's out in the public. He's a good dude. I see him around. We talk. He throws really far. Um. All right. Well. We've pretty much made it to the end here. Anyone, anyone have any closing thoughts as we get ready to close oh, it down? I didn't realize it's 9 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, um, time I, flies when you're having fun. I'm, By the way, I have a chat GPT uh, announcement. All right, I'll give you that in just a second. <laughs> I And if you look at Overthrow's chat, Josh, you know, is talking in chat with us from Overthrow. You know, he's talking about if you can't handle knowing your score, that's just being bad at mental game. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm very, very much in agreement with that to where I don't know how you can play the sport without knowing your score. I know if I'm competing at a tournament and I'm going to try to win that tournament, because that's my whole goal is when I go to a tournament to try to win. I know what my score is to know like, Hey, I got to get my ass into gear right now. 
or okay, like I'm up by three. Let's just let's just put it in the fairway. Let's not go B. Like you know those things. You should as a competitor trying to win a tournament, you should know those things. And I know there are pros who have talked about they don't know the score going to the last hole. I'm not gonna lie, I think that's awful. <laughs> I think that's like a horrible mental take with it. But at the same time, that's my own opinion with it. I'm not winning pro tour events, but at the same time, it's like you gotta know where you're at. Yeah. So you have to know where you're at, especially if that's the rules of the game. Yeah. You could argue any <laughs> single rule messes your mental game up, right? Mm -hmm. But it's the fact that it's a rule requires you to be able to handle that mentally. And if you can't, then tough. Yeah. <laughs> Literally like, I, like that, that whole yeah. logic never makes sense to me. It's like, well, it adds extra, like, you know, mental, whatever. It's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So figure it out. <laughs> Shoot, put the 30 second rule, make it 20 seconds. Now we'll talk about people worrying yeah, about their I mental mean, it, game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if everybody had the same, yeah, the same expectations, right? But anyway, yeah. All right, let's hear that. Uh, chat G. Uh, this, yeah, like G I don't know, conspiracy. Matt, uh, who said? Oh, it was a call. It was someone in the chat said. I think it's Chat GPT. Check yeah. this out. You ready? I'm beyond thrilled to share some major news with you all. I've officially brought on board a fantastic addition to my team. Please join me in welcoming Matthias as my new tour manager. This marks a significant milestone in my disc golf journey. I couldn't be more stoked about the endless possibilities and growth that lie ahead. With Matthias by my side, I'm confident that we'll be hitting the courses stronger, strategizing smarter, <laughs> making some serious waves in the disc golf world. He has a wealth of experience in the world of disc golf and the passion for the sport aligns perfectly with my own. Together, we're gearing up for an incredible season. Though the challenges, triumphs, and unforgettable moments, here's to elevating my game. Unlocking new potentials and reaching heights we've only dreamed of. Get ready of an epic journey as we tackle tournaments, connect with fans, and make memories. How close was blah, that blah, to blah, Kristen's blah, blah. post? And it's like, it let's do this. Hashtag Kristen Tatar, hashtag disc golf dreams, hashtag new beginnings. I'm going to post that thing. <laughs> disc golf dreams. All right, Daniel, you're right. I'll give it to you. That is awesome. Dang. That is awesome. I, I mean, was it actually Chad, similar? GBT? Uh, oh, I mean, there were, it, there was, gonna, it has similarities that, for dude. sure. That wasn't bad, right, Nick? I'm going to announce no, that, that I'm awesome. I joined the show. It's yeah. going to be similar to that. We've done this before. I think I did this for Simon when he was. We should have repeated this again this year for Gannon and others. Like, ask ChatGPT to tell you a like a sad story about Gannon leaving Prodigy and going yeah. to like one of these four other competitors, and like they'll tell you all about what happened. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's what what would up. I use ChatGPT for in my social media? Life? Yeah, I get social social <laughs> media. Like, but write like, me a nice. Post. I'm not like posting about tournaments right now because I'm. Not going to be playing as many tournaments. Just say, hey, give me something year. engaging to post. I'm not playing yeah. tournaments, but this and that, and it'll just tell you. I'm just curious tell of it, like, you tell know, it if what I'm, you're trying to tell yeah. it what you and your life are trying to accomplish every day or every week, and say, G help me optimize my schedule for this. Sure. This It'll is free it. for It'll... anyone to use. Yeah. Hang. Tell it you're moving to Florida. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead oh, serious. I'm not see playing the around. Best post in the world tomorrow. No, not even. A, no, not even a social media post. Yeah. Tell it you're going to Florida and you want to make sure that you optimize the travel and it's important to you to you know eat, get rest stops, and enjoy your time. And it'll say, no here's what you should do. Yeah. Is that what I you do to optimize know your that time? Insane. Be like, I want to build like a top level disc golf course. Like, what are the main things I should focus on? And just it'll start like what, and then you go, how do I accomplish Dang. that? And it will just right work you right through it. All right. So remember, it it's a, remember, it doesn't actually know the answers. We yeah, can go yeah, into the yeah. AI tech yeah. if you're curious. But it Personal is pretty assistant. interesting. Thank if you nothing won. else, it'll empower you to know. think about things that you may not have thought of. Yeah. Cool. Good tool. Cool.
Wow. All right. Episode 171 will be one for the record books. In fact, this will be the last time we ever close it out as the Nick and Matt show. Um, that's crazy. As far as the content goes, nothing's changing except for better. I think we're actually going to have better content. Yes. Whoop, whoop. So that's cool. So stick around. January uh, of 2024 and the whole year is something that we are going to look forward to in a really cool big way. The team here is doing massive things. Nick is running Olympus uh, down there in Florida. Ben runs the biggest expo, disc golf expo ever. Well, I think the only one at this point. Yeah, only, only one. That's 26 what... days. 26 days <sighs> to know. the expo, Ben. Hey, Nick, to be clear, only 46 days till the all-star event. Crazy. <laughs> I don't like that number. Dude, <laughs> oh, now so Nick knows my it. pressure I'm with so like events. For it. So scary. I'm just so excited for everyone to see this property that hasn't seen it before. But everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 170. This is, for the last time in the world, the Nick and Matt Show. We are switching over to Staggered Stance. Absolutely. Shout out to Disc Golf 978. Shout out to Josh Graham, our newest co-host. Ben Kenny being promoted to co-host. <laughs> Evan Kearns will still We're be on the show bringing We're us the stats. Evan's return. Don't worry about Evan, guys. We still got him. So, everybody, once again, thank you so much. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube channel. Check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms, social medias, and everything like that. This ain't ending with the show name changing, but tell everyone or tell someone you love them this week. You got to get we'll it catch right, you in the next Nick, one. The last time. Tell yeah. someone you love them. Ben, you're awesome. Nick, you're awesome. Josh, you're awesome. Evan, we know. I'm assuming you're listening. You're awesome. Evan, Till next time, everybody. Peace. We'll catch you. Peace out. On to Staggered Stance. Whoa, crazy. The Nick and Matt Show, a disc golf podcast designed for you, the disc golfer. Find the Nick and Matt Show on your favorite podcast platforms or join the conversation live on YouTube.